This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Welcome to the Downward Spiral. Oh, Lord. We're taking you way down. We start off strong and then it's downhill all the way. What do you mean strong then? Well, we start talking about nice things and then we end up talking about awful things. Okay. And then all of a sudden you get depressed. Or I get depressed. There you have it. You ready? Yes, sir. All right, guys, welcome to the Full Blast Podcast, and before we get into it with Nico Tavernisi and the return, the resurrection of the Downward Spiral Podcast, let me talk to you about a couple of our sponsors. I just want to tell you something. I'm proud of you. You figured it out. You figured out what you're going to do. You figured out how you're going to make it. You bought the tools. You're ready to go. You want to sell your product, but you got a problem. You need help. Help! You need help, and the help you're gonna need is going to be the kind of help that you don't have to put on the payroll, you don't have to get insurance for, you don't have to pay for any problems, you're not gonna get phone calls saying, I can't come in today, you're not gonna see this this help in the bathroom, watching Instagram. What is it, Jeff, what is it? AK Interactive is a website that's going to help you get your website squared away. Andreas Kalani is going to make you a website that you can, that you're gonna, it's gonna help you on the weekends. It's gonna help you at night, on the holidays, when you're sleeping. You've got to get yourself a good website and get rid of the nonsense. You gotta stop doing business in the DMs and have a good website. If you go to akinteractive.com backslash full blast, you'll get 10% off. Andreas Kalani is going to call you. He's going to figure out what you need. He's a maker. He's going to know. And then he's going to give you a website, and you'll be great. And you'll be in business, and you won't need any nonsense. Go to akinteractive.com backslash full blast and get yourself a good website. The next thing is treat yourself to a sealant that's going to make your wood and your knives and your hammers and your axes look good. Get some axe wax. Ooh. <laughs> axe wax is all natural food safe wax for your axe get some wax on your axe and what's going to happen is is you're going to be able to give your customers something without any petroleum byproducts don't give your customers up mickey get yourself some axe wax and if you go to axewax.us and put in promo code full blast 10 you're gonna get 10 percent off and if you're in the uk or if you're also in europe you can go to uh, Toby's website, that's UK Knife Supplies. He'll uh, honor Full Blast 10 and give you that Axe Wax. So go get yourself some Axe Wax and stop playing around, everybody. Axe wax. That's right. Now, as you can tell, my friend of years, a person that I love, my first podcasting partner from over 10 years ago, Nico Tavernisi is here. We're going to do what we used to do which is the Downward Spiral Podcast, a podcast where we'd get together, we'd fuck around, we'd tell some crazy stories, and then we'd leave you alone. So this is my vacation show. Nico came in, and we're going to have some fun. Nico, how are you? I'm really good, Jeff. You're the man. Well, you, now, the, we're very fortunate, because Nico is a, is a set photographer to the stars. He's usually on movies. 
he's has a little bit of a break. So I'm taking complete advantage of him having some free time, and he's going to be coming in a, little, a couple more times, hopefully before he leaves. I feel like you're. I feel I'm like I'm not even leaving though. But you're leaving in like the end of the month. Yeah, my show's in New York. Yeah, but, but I, I can't see you. Yeah, but yeah. you shut down. So what what if, what was your last job? Uh, last job I just did some Naomi Watts horror film thing. Yeah, in Bedminster, New Jersey, which I realize is a lot further away than you think from oh, here. Oh, it's like an hour and a half at least. At least it was two hours of traffic. Yikes! Yeah, it sucked. But whatever. We were doing nights and it was kind of fun. We burned a barn down and shit, and you know, just horror films. I, I, those are fun to work on. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because everyone kind of laughs when you're done doing shit because it looks kind of goofy you know you're like what the fuck but we're i'm just used to dramas i'm used yeah. to like heavy heavy drama stuff and i'm not you know it's fun i've never done a comedy and that would be kind of fun too but i, I have a feeling comedies are also, are also kind of dark you know like comedians are really dark I would think that being a, a, a you know, acting I, is one of those things I have zero, I mean, really no, no experience with. But I would imagine the pressure of being loose and being able to be, a, have timing in front of a ton of people is probably very hard. Yeah. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, I give total credit to those fuckers. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish it upon my enemy. It's hard. It's just like, I mean, it's not a porno where you have to keep your fucking <laughs> dick up, but it's one of those things that... <laughs> There's a ton of pressure on you, you know? And certain actors, you can't remember the line. You, Someone makes a joke, something like that, or... <clears throat> I don't know. Someone's taking, trying to take photos of you while we're, you're acting, and you can't fucking handle it. So, uh, yeah, I, they get paid a lot, and there's kind of a reason for it. You know, they, they, it's their face up there on the screen. They're helping sell the film. Right. And a lot of that money that they're getting is it's like you know pro footballers or pro whatever sports people like it's their image you know but it's but the thing is is with these actors is you know you can do this stuff maybe you can be a great actor in front of nobody yeah but it's like i remember we visited you on the set of noah on the set of mother right of darren aronofsky's movie mother up in 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 uh montreal and you took us like behind a line of filming like they had like the main stage which was they built this huge house and then there were like people behind the scenes and there were these like you know levels of how far you could go in there was i mean there was a hundred hundred 150 people in this scene sure. and i just can't imagine trying to loosen up as a human and and project these lines in a specific manner over and over and over again Without feeling like, oh my God, these people are watching me. These people are are I, I I can't I can't imagine. And then you hear these things like we talked about before, when um, what's his face, what's his face that that actor who screamed at the that back oh, Bale. At, when Christian Bale screamed at that guy. Yeah. I just I I can't get through. There has to be a way to be comfortable around strangers in order to do your job. Well, at a certain level, everybody when on the shooting crew who's there around the actors knows what to do. They don't stare at the actor. They turn around. They let, you know, if it's a really heavy scene, you don't need to be there. Get the fuck out. Like there's certain things that, and you respect what's going on. Obviously, you know, if it's a goofy like musical or something like that, who gives a shit, you know? <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things that at us, at the, I don't know. I don't want to yeah. at the level I am, but, <laughs> but well, I mean, when I work with certain with certain directors of a certain caliber, 
everyone knows what the fuck to do. Right. Like we don't, you know, this is not an indie film. It's not like a film that someone's just trying to make fucking cash on and, you know, everyone wants to be there. So uh yeah. I don't well, know. I just yeah, I, I wanted to bring up was we're here at the shop and and Nico's here, which I'm really happy about. And it's a different dynamic because you can, you'll be able to hear that this was the original downward spiral. We did it in one of our backyards, and you could hear the chirping of the crickets, and you could hear the like the train going past and everything like that. One of the things that interests me about you is besides the fact that now you're in Hollywood for the most part, you you spent a lot of time in music. You were a roadie for a long I time. I can't fucking believe you just said that because Why? I was driving over here and I. And I literally thought to myself, I said, you know what? All, all we do is talk about movies. And as I was blasting some music, and I realized that my previous job was a roadie for bands, and we never talked about movies. I know. We only talked about music. And in the mu movie industry, you never talk about music. You only talk about like the trailer that came out or what movie you worked on. And I think it's, I don't know, I, I feel like it's a, something that's missed out on. It's weird how that works. It's just like... We the talk, two paths never cross. Yeah, but they talk about what they know. I yeah, think true, people are true. probably trying to they're trying to connect and they you know, knife makers, all they want to do is talk about fucking knives. Right. It's annoying. You yeah, know? and chefs probably want to just talk about fucking knives. Yeah, what they what they, what they yeah. last ate. One of the one of the things that I thought about today when I, when you were coming in is which is crazy is you used to be a roadie for I don't know, would you call it a roadie? Were you a roadie? Yeah, I guess. What did you call it? I don't know. All right, you stage were, Tech All right, you not. were a stage tech for John Spencer and the Blues Explosion. Right. Now, we had made a connection in regards to... I went to see John Spencer. I th I'm convinced that you and I were in the same room in 1994, and you didn't realize it. Right. I went to... A friend of mine introduced me to John Spencer and the Blues Explosion. I think it was the Orange album. Mm -hmm. And he, John Spencer Blues Explosion, if you don't know, he's unbelievable. And he did the theme song to the last Anthony Bourdain show. He did the theme song to No Reservations. Right, and he did the, he did, they did that awesome song in the, um, the fuck is it, was that getaway movie with, uh, that Edgar Wright made, the, fuck, uh, Baby Driver. I never saw it. Oh, it's, really, it's great. The first part of it, if you can get over Ansel Elgort's face, is basically <laughs> him driving this souped-up Subaru or whatever with Blues Explosion playing on his headphones. And I, it's one of those things that, you know, they wrote that music 20 years ago. And uh, I just had a conversation recently with a friend of mine about, uh, about them being way ahead of their time. You know, we would play, the maximum we played in front of at a certain point was, you know, like 3,000 people, which is a lot. But I mean, besides the festivals, you know, who just came to see Blues Explosion. But it's like one of those things that they just were kind of a blip, you know? Yeah. And bands like Foo Fighters and shit were giant. Right. And, you know, Nirvana opened up for them. Like those kind right. of things, you know? Like, right. how did that band get fucking giant? Oh, and, and Blues, Blues Explosion didn't. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's And they just kept playing for over, over the, all these years. Well, I'll tell you one thing about Blues Explosion. My fr I, my friend Jamie, my college roommate Jamie and I were t in, you know, in our apartment. We had a friend named, um, we had a friend named Andy Kotowitz who it was this incredible music guy to the point where he was so into music, he ended up becoming the vice president at Sub Pop. 
Sub Pop Records, Andy Kotowitz. But he recently died. He died within the last, I think, five or ten years in a terrible car accident. It was very upsetting. But he told us, let's, we were in college, it's 94, 93, 94, I think. And he says, there's this band, John Spencer Blues Explosion, playing Columbus, let's go. We got tickets, we drove to Columbus, we saw the show, it was at a tiny bar, Mm. or a tiny bar, and then afterwards, we went to, we were going, driving home was like 40 minutes back to campus. We went to a Taco Bell and we saw, Andy saw that John Spencer was in the car in front of us. He jumped out of the car with his record and, and, ha, and went, ran up to the car with the record and yeah. got him to sign it in the Taco Bell, <laughs> the Taco Bell uh, drive through. And, and now I'm thinking maybe you were in that car. Maybe. You were in that car. I I'm convinced remember. you were, you were there in 94, right? I don't know, 94, man. It was, it was 94, 95. Yeah, 94, like, 95. When I started. But it might have been, I don't know. But you went to Columbus with him, right? Sure. But we, we went there. to Columbus 30 times. We were there. We were there. We were at that one. So I'm convinced that we have this connection from years ago. I like before that. I like that. Uh, I like that. I don't remember. Sorry, right. Jeff. Thanks. But you anyway, so. You're going with the bit. I totally remember that guy. He was crazy. And he ran up to the guard. And... Anyway. Um, but anyway, so what I wanted to say is. Uh, I, we always talk about podcasts like that, and I thought it might be kind of cool to have a little interaction with the our listening audience, whether it's five people and just Andy B or there's no, more. no. Here's what happens when you come on and tell crazy stories. Mm. The listeners Leave. DM me uh. to connect on the crazy stories. Uh, okay, so. So, anyways, but I thought it might be kind of cool to share my one of my like my favorite Spotify playlist. Go ahead, right? Go ahead. Are you kidding? I'll, I think it's kind of cool. No, okay, no, I ahead. think it's kind of cool. Go ahead. I can't. What do you mean? I, can't, I don't. How I'll, do you share I'll, it? I don't know. I'll give. It has to be a link or something. I will put the. I'll put the link to this. I, you send me the link. I'll okay. put the link in the show notes. Okay. So tell them what's what's going on with the shop the shop of Spotify list. What, what's so good about it? Nothing. It's just what I listen to. Oh, every did day. you make this? Did you make this playlist? I've been making this playlist for. Hold on. Let me see when I started it. I only have six likes on it. It's sixty-three hours long. Holy Jesus! I will put a link in the show notes to. Nico's. But it's. I've been making it for since Spotify came out ten years ago. I've been making this playlist since then. Anyways, but this is just you know, and I'll listen to the first twenty over and over and over again, and I keep adding to it like every. Every couple days, I'll add a song to it, so I it will, keeps adding. I will link. I will so link here's this. okay. Let me. Here's the first. Go ahead. The first. Go ahead. Five songs. Uh, and this song I added this morning uh, by Power Mad called Slaughterhouse. Okay. And Slaughterhouse, the song okay. was the song that Nicolas Cage was dancing to in Wild at Heart when he kills that guy. I never saw it, dude. You're the second person who said that to me today. <laughs> well, who's Shane, the first? Shane was like, I hate that shit. I, hate that. <laughs> I didn't ever watch Wild at Heart. Oh, man. Anyways, and it's one of those songs that's... Uh, okay, next one uh, by Whale called Hobo Humpin' Slobo Babe. That's a good title. It's a really good. Title. Uh, next one is some Ramones and then an old, really old Mahatella Queen song and then some Bauhaus. So anyway, so it's it's pretty weird and eccentric and bizarre. I but will if link. People, we're gonna link it in the show. If notes. people get t- sick and tired of hearing us bullshit, you can just put on some music. No, they. The, you have to understand. You have to understand. The people listening to this 
are in their car or in their shop. Yeah. And they're like they're needing someone to occupy their time. Oh, okay. Now back to back to your time in music. You have a crazy story that I want oh, to right. tell. Oh right, this is a good segue. This is an incredible story. Tell the story of how you met the Dalai Lama and the people you met the Dalai Lama with. And we've told this story. No, not on this podcast. This po- this podcast, and then you're going to send me the picture, and that yeah, will yeah. be the that will be the show picture it's on great, Instagram. It's Go a ahead. great photo. It, the the photo story is almost better than the actual story. Tell so let's you were okay so, for, okay, so I was about to do the first mil, uh, first free Tibet concert, uh, maybe in the world. I think maybe the first one was in San Francisco. The second one maybe was in New York. But I remember um, the day before the New York festival on Randall's Island. Right. I get a call from my closest friend, this guy Judah Bauer, who I named my kid after. He's a guitar player for Blues Explosion. He called me at like 10 o'clock at night, and he said, Nico, I need you to go down to Lafayette Street and whatever, and a van's going to pick you up at 7 a.m. Awesome. But what, what's your attended, intended job to be? What do you mean? Well, you get a call. Like, you're going to do something? Yeah, no, work? and I was like, do, why are we getting up so early to do what? He's like, well, we're going to meet the Dalai Lama. And I was like, and I remember saying to Judah, oh, dude, really? That early? <laughs> <laughs> no shit. So I, I, I was like, oh, great. Okay, so we, get, we go down. There's, I go down there. It's a 16-passenger van. Judah basically was like, dude, you, you, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And it was, he was right. So we, we all go down. Our sound guy, Peter, was driving the van. We get into the car. It's still kind of dark out. And maybe it was like 6 a.m. And, um, and Adam Yout is there. Because he run, he was running Milrepa, which was the Free Tibet organization. Adam M- MCA. MCA, right? right. Of and, the BC Boys. And so we were all, and there was a couple other people that I knew, and um, it was any band who was playing the next day, right. could go, right, to meet the Dalai Lama, right. But it was basically just us New Yorkers, because right. nobody else, everybody was just flying in for the show or whatever. And uh, so, so we get we get in the van, and then we're fucking waiting. And who are waiting. you in the van for? Who are you in the van with? Yao and uh, uh, my friend Mary, for, who was one of the heads of Milrepa, Judah Bauer, uh, Peter, sound guy, and like three other people. Okay. So it wasn't that many. Okay. Yeah. And then and then I mean, we waited there for a half an hour, and we're like, "Who the fuck are we waiting for?" And like, "Oh, Patty Smith." Ugh. We're waiting for Patty Smith. Yeah. For half an hour, we're sitting there just before <laughs> cell phones, so none of us could really call anybody. So we're just sitting there waiting, and then finally Patty comes on. She's like, "Oh, sorry, I'm late." And we're like, "Oh, great. Okay, now we can go." We drive up to uh, Rhinebeck, right? Rhinebeck, yeah. where the monastery is. And I'd never been up there. And it's and you know, by the time we got there, it was maybe a two-hour drive, something like that. By the time we got up there, the sun was out. It was freaking beautiful. And we pull in, and there's literally a thousand people there. And I was like, great. I guess we're just gonna watch him do a speech, you know? Awesome. Yeah, I'm glad I got up. What did you, you expect? It, you I was expecting to meet him, a like pri- actually a meet private him. Tour, a private and the, hangout. And we were, and this monk came up to us. Is like, no, 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 no. You're gonna meet. You're gonna go into his private library to meet him. And we're like, oh shit. Okay, it's like that. So we go in and we all get these little silk scarves. You know, he blesses these little silk shawls right. that he gives you. Yeah, yeah. So we all get one of these little silk shawls. And we go into this tiny little room, and we all sit, and Judah grabs me, like we run up front, 
because there's there's obviously a seat facing us, and right. then like three rows. Right. Now, are you hungover or are you? No, high no, 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 no. No, all... I was high on life. I was just oh, like, this is crazy. Right. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna go see the. Okay. Dalai I'm not, Lama. dude. I'm I'm I'm, I'm a you. Satanist now, but <laughs> but back then I wasn't religious at all. Right. right. I've never been religious. Right. And uh, so we go and we waited for like an hour, you know. And I remember actually going outside. First, Patty Smith, you're waiting for oh then the God, Dalai, Dalai Lama. Jesus like, Christ, now who? Come on. Finally, the dude comes in, and he's just like, he like floats in, yeah. you know. He sounds like Yoda. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hello, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a watchmaker, you yeah. know. And uh, so, but he, he tells us, you know, kind of like how much he loves music and what he thinks of the spiritualism with music and anyways i was it was all like pops and fizzes and and because i was just like it, when he stared at you he he like levitated you kind yeah. of thing you know i mean he's a magnetic human being dude right? it's like talking to vampire lestat at that point you know he just like <laughs> looks at you and you're like what do you i will do anything for you or jesus christ i yeah, don't know one of those charles things. manson manson something yeah <laughs> So, anyways, uh, <clears throat> he blesses the scarves, but I, I had a long goatee, and yeah, back in the day, whatever. And he like, he's tiny, and he reached up and he grabbed my goatee and he giggled like Yoda, and, <laughs> <laughs> and then blessed my scarf, and you know, and then Did he uh, pull on it. Yeah, yeah, he he's like, on, he, yeah, he pulled on he my goatee. He thought it was goatee. funny. Yeah, it was yeah, funny. yeah. Because none of those fuckers have hair, yeah, you know. He doesn't care. No. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, Jesus Christ, grabbing he's grabbing my, my fucking Dalai Lama's yeah. grabbing my chin. Yeah. Uh, Giving me the coochie, coochie, smacked coochie, him. Yeah. coochie, coochie. Get your fucking hands oh. off me. Can you imagine the hell you would have been like? You would have cursed like <laughs> I nine million hell. hells. Yeah, right. Oh, you would have cursed nine. I give you the source <laughs> yeah. of nine million hells. So, uh, I no, it was amazing. It was amazing. And and um, and after, uh, there like the, the sun was out through these birch trees, and everybody's getting a after the uh, his holiness had left we got a tour of the grounds yeah and i just wanted to go outside and so i was outside sitting on the stump and there's another stump next to me and patty smith sits down and yeah, she yeah. looks over and she's like look i'm sorry about this morning like sorry I was for late. being late sorry for being late it's really sweet and i was like oh that's that's really nice of you like that means a lot yeah. you know you didn't have to say that shit yeah. whatever and uh, she's like, yeah, it's beautiful outside. That was amazing. And I was like, oh, this is your first time? She's like, no. <laughs> no. Like, I, I like, I know this guy really well, you know, the Dalai Lama. No, I mean. She's really like, close to Okay, okay. I didn't say, know. You're not saying that they were doing it? No. Can no. <laughs> you imagine? Patty Smith and the Dalai Lama banging it? No. I'm, yeah, I'm going boyfriend. to hell just for saying that. Yeah. No. Um, I'm sending you to the circles of hell. <laughs> Can you imagine? He's like, yeah, I come here all the time. He's my no. boyfriend. Oh. I'm fucking the Dalai yeah. Lama. His Come holiness. on, man. Of course I'm late. Yeah. Is I'm going to be on time for my boyfriend? Yeah. The Dalai Lama? So, uh, anyways, um, before he left, although we, we were in the library, yeah. and my friend Mary uh, Ma took a photo of us with a disposable camera. Right. And I'll never forget that. And for years, I would try to hunt that fucking image down. Uh, and flat, you know, flash forward, what, 15, 20 years, something like that, and I was on the... I, we went to Iceland to shoot the exterior stuff for Noah, for Darren Aronofsky's movie, Noah. And Patty and Darren had become good friends. They're just New Yorkers, whatever, you right. know. And um, and Patty was going to do a lullaby for this one scene. 
uh, Jennifer Connelly sings or something like that. And so, she, so Patty was at the hotel. I remember going to get some ice for my booze at night in the hotel. And, and did she uh, remember you? Yeah, she okay. did. She and I had seen her a bunch of times. Right, we right. had been on tour. Yeah, but these are different. These are totally different interactions. Totally Very different interactions. But I coincidence had, almost. I had met her again through Darren. Right. You know, and I had shot the shit with her about me and the Dalai Lama and that experience we had. Right. And um, and so I, I, Darren's like, oh, come over here, sit down with us. We're having some dinner, and I hung out with them for a while. And I said, Patty, you know what's been bugging me? Like, when we met the Dalai Lama, and she's like, which time? <laughs> that like, is such a high so, roller yeah move. which that is one a, yeah, which what, time which, which was it last week mean, or yeah, 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 no. yeah no it was 20 I years ago can't when remember I was, how yeah. many times i've hang, hung out with the dalai lama yeah and, and so i you know so I, I was crushed which but, one but then i said you know there's a photo that uh our friend took with the little disposable camera with yao and everybody and she was like she's like i know exactly what that image is and I was like, yeah. She's, I was like, do you have it? She's like, well, it's on my album. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, one of my albums is a gatefold. You open it up, and inside the liner notes is this fucking image. Yeah. Or inside the fold. Yeah. And I was like, no shit. That's really funny. Like, I wish you'd ask my permission. No. Oh, well, I mean, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so, I, so she's like, no, I'll send it to you. And I gave her my email, and she actually, you know, like a couple weeks later, sent me the fucking image. And it's funny as shit because my eyes are closed. All right, so that's going to be in the, that's gonna It's be a great image of, of me with my arms crossed with a goatee with my eyes closed. Staying next to the Dalai Lama and Yout and Judah Bauer. What was, what was Adam Yout like? Did you really spend, quiet. Did you spend yeah, time with him Yeah, I at did. All? But I, I knew those guys because I used to tour with Luscious Jackson, which was on Grand Royal. Grand right. Royal is a Beastie Boys old label. Right. And over the years, Mike D and I became good friends because his... He always had computer issues, and so he would always call me up because he had computer, like laptop right. issues and home stuff. And then his his wife, um, the director Penelope, would hire me to teach her how to use Mac stuff. It's, and so we became good friends. And then I would go to I was I became the Green Street, which was their recording studio. I was their tech guy, like for computers and internet. Were and stuff. you? Were you? Would you help any on any of the albums? No, no. I was just like the network dude who like rode his bicycle in and and hooked up their Wi-Fi and stupid shit like that. But one of the interesting things about a lot of the people you get involved with, Darren Aronofsky and the Beastie Boys, is these are all New York guys. Yeah, these are all these are all New York kids. I mean, the Beastie Boys they all went to Stuyvesant, yeah. which is this really kind of high level public school down on the uh, lower on the up, lower west side. And the same, you know, the same for Luscious Jackson. Luscious Jackson was this. Was, was that? Was that true? All grew up in New York. Yeah, Gabby went to like middle school with, with with the boys, with the Beastie Boys, like or hmm. something like that. And then, you know, Darren grew up in Coney Island. Like yeah. they're all like these New York guys, and they're all the same kind of age. Same age. They're you know they're what fifty two something yeah mid fifties now, and. Um, so the only people that I wish I had met that I didn't who were in that similar circle but who were much higher brow was Bad Brains. Right. So the Bad Brains guys were much more punk and much more kind of like but they were from New York side. They were from DC. DC. But they moved to New York like early on in right. their their career. You know, I think when they did Band of DC was that was the whole point of Band of DC. Their first album was to get the fuck out of DC. Hmm. So, and I know the Minor Threat guys and all those guys, like the Fugazi dudes, were all close with them because they would play their first shows together. But then I remember the guitar player for Lester Jackson, Gabby, who was friends, and that's how we all knew the Beasties, was through Gabby. And she 
She used to be babysat by like HR, which is fucking crazy. The singer from Bad Brains. Anyways, blah 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 blah. Um, I'm making hand gestures over the microphone. Well, the, what you, I I just think that like with your career, I mean, I make the I make a joke that it's like there used to be this you know like Zelig or or. Forrest Gump for the most part because you you, like it's almost as if you've met and seen almost everybody I love I love the concert stories because I know you ended up traveling around the world Mm -hmm. what were some of the highlights I think didn't you go down to like Machu Picchu or something like that at some point you went to Brazil no I went to we went to Mexico with um, I went I was working for Sleater Kinney the band from Portland and uh, we were opening for Pearl Jam and they were like oh we're gonna go play a show in Mexico City and so we went down there, and me and the sound guy, who was this big history buff, decided to go to the Temple of the Sun and proceeded to get loaded on agave tequila at the bottom of it and hike up to the top, which is crazy because you're not really supposed to no, do that. Uh, that. So that's – is that Teotihuacan? That, that's I, like, I don't know. There's this – The Temple of the Sun is about an hour and a half. From Mexico City? Yeah. All right, so from Mexico City, there is like this – Small. I love Mexico City. It's so cool because there's so many like there's these d- different cultures kind of overlapping <laughs> yeah, each other. Yeah. And Teotihuacan is this like, is this? I don't think it's the same one, but it's this. It's this like old area mm. where it was like the original. I don't think it was the Aztecs, but it was like that. Style. But this one had like the Mayan ball court and shit like that, yeah. like the, where yeah. they threw heads into the fucking right. right. Um, but then I just and then I just walked around Mexico City. We saw the Diego Rivera stuff. Right, 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 right. And then we tried to get ourselves lost down some alleyways and see what trouble we could get into. And just, like, finding really cool restaurants from, like, this restaurant's from 1650. Yeah. Like, it still makes the same mole from the past 200 years. Yeah. Something like, you know. Actually, it was cool because we were there and a volcano had erupted, like, 300 miles away. And it was raining ash in downtown Mexico City when we were there. We were there for maybe four days, something like that. And uh, it was just weird to see this, like, snow, this gray snow yeah. everywhere. Um, what was it like hanging out with the Pearl Jam? They're super nice guys. Yeah? Just super nice. Yeah, I had known Eddie for a while because he was living in Seattle, and I was working for a band from Sub Pop called Les Thugs, which is a French uh, guitar band. And I had met the Sub Pop people through there, and then, you know, we went... I think I was stuck there on Thanksgiving one year. And they were like, oh, let's all go to Eddie's house for Thanksgiving dinner. You went to, wait, you went to Eddie, Eddie Vedder's house for Thanksgiving? Yeah. All right, tell the story. Another, we just went to his house and ate but, food. What, it was, it was, you know, he was, was like. It, was he a good cook? No, no, he didn't. I don't s- think he cooked. I think he like hired somebody or something like that. But it was bad. No, it wasn't bad. It was good. He probably, I think he had a friend of his come and cook. Or something and at, like what, that. at what, what year was, was this? Jesus, I don't remember. 96, something like that? 96. So that's when, I mean, they had already. No, they, they, were, already, they were they were huge. And they were, they, were, yeah. they were huge. By 92 is when I But he still started. had a small place there. He lived in the same house for a long time. Um, he's just, I, I became actually really good friends with his uh, cousin, Brendan. Brendan. Oh, yeah, that's fucking right. I forgot. Yeah. This is a downward spiral connection. Yeah. So, so yeah, his cousin Brendan, Brendan Vetter, Brandon Vetter, Brandon, yeah, Brandon Vetter was our our number one listener right. of the original Downward Spiral, right? And I got to meet Brandon. He's a filmmaker. Yeah. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Dick, the fucking connections. <laughs> I forgot it, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, uh, I don't know, 
What, what were we talking about? Thanksgiving with... You were, yeah. it, it was... It was... A, there were so many fucking Thanksgivings on the road, but that was cool. He's just a really nice guy. Very quiet. He reminds me a lot of Michael Stipe. Just like a, yeah. a really sweet, genuine, listens, uh, has constructive conversation with you. He doesn't... You know, it's like that scene in fucking in in Wayne's World when Alice Cooper is talking about Milwaukee. Like, yeah. brilliant. They're smart fucking dudes. He's um, got a good sense of humor too. He's got a great sense of humor. He, yeah, he can take the piss and get taken off. You know, he, like he's he was on he was on Howard Stern not yeah. too long ago, and he was saying he was Howard Stern had this bit where they were trying to figure out the lyrics to Pearl Jam songs, yeah. <laughs> and they had either Jeff the Drunk or or High Pitch Eric sing them. Yeah, and. They they tried to figure out what it was and, and and Eddie Vedder says your guys your lyrics with high pitch Eric were better than mine, like he was like he was like they were like singing and he's just like those are better lyrics than oh, what okay. I come up with but he was like he was had such a good sense because you think yeah, that yeah. Betty Vedder has got so, he's so serious yeah, yeah. but he was just like those lyrics were way better than what I'm coming up yeah, with yeah. he was it was really it was really I thought it was really awesome he had yeah. a bunch of a good sense of humor he had. Yeah, no, there were not. I, I think I just I didn't really hang out with that many other of the band. Uh, no, uh, the the drummer at the that tour was the drummer from Soundgarden. Oh, I don't know his name. I forget his name. Really cool guy. We would just play ping pong every day, because they brought they would always have these ping pong tables, uh, on the loading docks of this big stadium yeah. place, and we would just play ping pong all the time. Did uh, you meet Chris Matt, Cornell? Matt something or other. Matt, um, I forget. I meet? never met Chris. No, I. Uh, Josh worked with him for years. Yeah, our friend Josh. Josh. But I, I, that's my text. Um, jo our friend Josh uh, was in a band. He was actually on the original episodes of the Downward Spiral when we had a skunk walk in, and he ended up doing a lot of work with Chris right right up until he died. Yeah, he was doing all the visuals for Soundgarden, all their live shows. And then he was doing album designs. I would um, say that Chris Cornell, as as far as I'm concerned, is probably one of the great voices of our generation. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember moving to Boston in 91 when I was, I don't know, 17, something like that. And Bad Motor Finger came out. And I'd never heard of Ultra Mag Ultra, Ultra, what is it? I have no idea. Ultra OK, Ultra Magnetic OK, no or something idea. like that. The first album they did. No idea. OK, whatever. Uh, th but when Bad Motor Finger came out, that was just, that was next yeah. level. And I remember hearing that and being like, holy shit. And uh, I was a bike messenger, I think. Think. I don't remember. I was dealing weed. That's basically what it was. And I remember ha being able to listen to it on headphones. And that was just like that was my whole summer in Boston. Was like Bad Motor Finger, Soundgarden's second album, and delivering weed. What was would you say was one of your most fun experiences on the road? I know you went to Japan. Yeah, Japan was fun. Japan, oh, sure. Japan. They're all. It was all. Great. I just remember we went to Brazil once, and I, this was near the end of my touring days, and I was really starting to lose it. Like, you know, you live out of a. I shared a, you know, a, a storage space with a drummer from Helmet and things like that. Like, we just you never you're never around anymore. You lose relationships. You lose jobs. It was depressing, and I remember just not liking being on the road and we were went to brazil and we were in recife which is southeast uh where they have a festival you know the big right. like big uh rio festival whatever and um we stayed at a hotel up in the mountain and someone gave us cigars and i fucking hate cigars 
but at the moment we were I remember floating in a pool and up in the mountains, you know, in in Brazil, if you the higher you go, the the more ghetto it is. So like all the really rich people live down near the water and all right. the the you know, the drug kingpin or you know, the right. the kids and the What are the, ghetto, what, are those, like, what are those those are that's like a the, special yeah, yeah, yeah. favela. The favela. It's all up in the hills. Right. And we were laying we were in this pool, me and Russell Simmons, the drummer from Blues Explosion. And I remember just being like, oh, fuck, you know, we got this fucking job tomorrow. We got to do this, set up all these things and blah, blah, blah. And he looked over at me and he's like, dude, look where the fuck you are. And I was like, yeah, I'm smoking a cigar in a pool in a mountain in Brazil. Right. So he's like, he's like, listen, just listen outside. And there was drums up in the favela, like drumming. Yeah. So it was like, it's just, it was one of those moments where you're like, and I had to really snap out of it. And that was one moment where I, I had to really get Buddhist on myself and think about the present, right. be aware of the present. It's hard. It's really hard. And a lot of times my work ethic is just like grind, grind. And it's, it's hard for me sometimes just to take a step back and be like, holy shit. Like n- people would kill to be here right. and do what I do, you know? And I have to, I do that almost every movie, you know? You're just tired as shit. You're working 17 hours, something like that. You got to drive two hours home. And, and then you realize, like, fuck, this guy's the Joker, you know? Right. Like, he's, this guy is, is going to be, cla- this is going to be great. You know, I'm working, there's Bobby D, you know? It's one of the, it's, you have to, I think people really got to ground themselves, you know? I mean, we're not doing any walkabouts or anything, so. I wonder. I wonder because you did so much time as a young man touring and being away from a sedentary home. Mm. You know, you weren't you were traveling all the time. Do you think that now you travel a lot? I mean, you're away what at least 4 months out of the year, would you say? Yeah. I mean, sure. sometimes you work in New York, but a lot of times you'll do a couple months here, a couple weeks there, a couple yeah, months yeah. here. Do you think your being able to travel back in the day made it easier for you now to travel no, and be not, away. No, it's from... not traveling. I think what it is... But you're is, working. I know. But it's, not, it's not the travel that, that helped me. I think what it is is when you're working on the road, you, you roll into a club or a, a fucking stadium or whatever, and you basically have to make friends with everybody that can help you, get everything set up, communicate in some type of language get the all as much of your job done as possible in like four hours right it's basically a crash course in like un right like nation connected. yeah a diplomacy and you just learn really quickly that there's some shit you're just not gonna do you just can't do it and whatever let it go and there's certain things that you're just you have to put your foot down and be like this is the way it's gonna be so and I think with movies that you're you're basically doing that, but instead of four hours to do it, you have four months to do it. Right. So you have to really slow your roll. You still have to go in and be like, "Hi, how are you? I'm Nico. I am the photographer. I look like a terrorist, but I'm really nice." Yeah. And then, um, and you slowly work your way around. You know, everyone has a job to do, and you just have to make sure that they can get their job done as easy as possible without you getting in the way kind of thing. And 
But now you still have to use the same kind of diplomacy you did back of course, then. As, of but course. back then, when you were when you were setting up the the musical stuff, yeah, you didn't have to worry about where things were being plugged in and where to blah, blah. Now you kind of yourself contained with your camera. So right. probably I would imagine, with the exception of the fact that it, you, I feel like you need like a llama to carry all your yeah, shit. Yeah. I mean, you carry like yeah. sixty to seventy pounds with you at all times. Right. I would think that that ability to kind of Identify, not identify, but connect with people makes your job makes you. I mean, ask. I, I'm always convinced. Like I've been on photo sets with you, where you photographed whatever, whoever, us or other people and stuff like that. And the way you are with people that you photograph, you not only are you confident, but you're relaxed and you have an ability to communicate with your subject in a way that makes them feel relaxed. I feel like you make that. I think that that's a giant part of your your job is. The kind of like almost not PR, but like your ability to be friendly and helpful and confident and give confidence to your 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 target target. Your, yeah, but who the hell doesn't want that? People don't want that. Some people are like, oh, don't worry about him. He's not he, he's not a people person. You you are not that. You're but not that you're way. Taking, you're very charming. Yeah, I know. But if you're taking photos of somebody, Dude, wouldn't you want to be more listen, comfortable? When we were on the set of Mother, or walk, you were walking us around, you said, hey hey hey, there's. What's the guy's name? The the, the guy who uh, who played Sugar. What the the actor who played Javier? Sugar. Javier, you say, hey Javier, come over here. You grabbed him. Yeah. This is my friend, Chef. Hey Jen, hey Jen. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, hey Jen, and you like wave over Jennifer uh, Lawrence, Lawrence yeah. over to meet my kid. You you got away with yourself. That's like it's right. not. You're not. You're like. I know, but also realize that was one of the like second to last week of filming. I know, but still, you have a you have a you obviously connect with these people in a in a special way. Yeah, I mean that was a certain that we were like up in each other's faces for four months. Anyways, you kind of have to, and they they have a good personality. There's some actors who would just be like, I would never introduce you to certain actors. Right. Where I'm just like, no, they don't want to be talked to. Right. And you let them do their thing. Right. I mean, I I get along really well with Keanu Reeves, but only when I'm not really working with him. You know, right. like when I'm when I'm making books for him or something like that, or at home, or we have a great back and forth. When I'm working with him, I say two words to him and that's it. Right. Like hi. Well, that's what he wants. That's exactly what he wants. He doesn't. I know what he needs. He doesn't need like someone being like, "Hey, bro, so what's up?" You know. Yeah. D Bill and Ted. Remember that yeah, time yeah, yeah, Bill yeah. and Ted? Yeah. Hey, can you do something on my phone for me? So, anyways, um, are are there people who do that? Sure, of course. And they get thrown off quick. No, no. He's look. Someone like Keanu is just deals with people all the time, and fans love him because he's he's approachable. Right. But I have to work with him all the time. Yeah. So for me, it's it's hard because he I he probably appreciates you being very minimal. Yeah. It's like that text I got last week. Tell him the text. No. Yeah, we got can't get to tell the fucking. Be vague. Okay, be vague. Uh, no, I was supposed to do a movie, and then the film company decided I was too expensive, so they went with somebody else, and then I get a... Starts with the J, ends with the W. Yeah. Okay. I get a text. And, and I get a text from his people saying he was pissed that I wasn't there. Fine. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Fine. So, is it... Have you... You don't have to... You can just... You can be vague. Mm. I hear the rumors that Joker 2 is coming out. They're gonna do a sequel to the Joker. I have no comment. Okay, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good answer. He's smiling too. Okay, that's a I good answer. I have no answer. comment because it just sounds stupid. Oh, you have a com no comment because you're not allowed to talk about, it, or you have no comment because you don't know anything. about it? I don't know it? anything about All right. anything. There you go. There you go. Nothing. There you go. There you go. Um, what are you working on? What are you coming? What's coming up next? So the next thing is uh, 
a movie with Rachel Weiss. Dude, she's just doing. She just was in. She a, did uh, Black Widow. She the the, the, the review. Did you she, watch it? No, I didn't yeah. watch it. The the but the but I guess they made a shit ton of money. The for the opening weekend of Black Widow yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah, eighty six million dollars. Yeah, like yeah, good for them. I mean, they're you know it's a monster. I I those movies make me want to fucking vomit. But dude, the Marvel TV shows that they're making are not good. I don't care what yeah. anybody says. That WandaVision was awful. Yeah, but you told me to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I, I didn't. I, I watched ten minutes of it. I thought it was throw up. of all of them was the best one. Oh, of all of them was the it was best like a one. Soap opera. I, they're all like soap operas. Ugh. They're not good. I mean, they're not like the Mandalorian is great. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened with. I don't know what the fuck was happening. Why is Mandalorian with, so great? Because it has iconic characters. Well, because they have like a, they're much more because they have a they have a regimented like. The code, the Star Wars code is no, like, but but not only that, it's just a Western. All it is. No, but I mean, they, well, yeah, but it was excellent. I thought it was excellent. It was great. It was excellent. It was great pacing. It was great editing. It looked good. It didn't look hokey. There was like, you know, it could have been the che- most cheese ball thing ever, and it came out really good. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's a lot of it is is, the writer guy. I forget his name. Dave Filoni. Filoni. Like Filoni had a massive, you know, he yeah, was, monster. He's like the head of like he's now the head of. Yeah, because he, but it's his, it's his baby, and he, he did a great job. He did a great job. He did a great job. Yeah. All right, so now we've gotten that out of the way. We now know more about Nico Tavernisi. Ugh. In the, uh, the, when we started to do the downward spiral, we would catch up. No one gives a shit what I'm up to, which is fine by me. I, we would do. I do. I, I'm not doing anything. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm trying to work. You're making ridiculous knives. It's fine. It's fine. Dude, there's some, there's some. Black Ops shit over there that no one's ever seen before that I just got a taste of and There's I think it's, it's gonna shit. it's I've never seen something like that. It was amazing. Dude, your brain works on a different level. Stop it. No, I'm serious. No, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't. Dude, I literally wore your yeah, old you school. Yeah. That shirt. We, that shirt was a good shirt. Yeah. I wish I had made more of those. Yeah. It was a I had my friend uh oh who cares? It, it, the T-shirt game is over. I, it's the merch is bullshit. So it's it's so much more. It's this. It's, it's all juice, no squeeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all squeeze, no juice. It's awful. All squeeze, no juice. All right, listen. The downward spiral. What we would do is we'd catch up and then I would read stories to Nico and we would discuss. Did we, them. Hey, did we ever? Did was that our formula? I liked the idea. Of, I don't remember us starting yeah, with like no. like an interview. No, we would just talk. We would just, we would just say what shit. was going on. But now that we, I don't have you very often. Right, right. In my mind, and now because I've been doing this for over a year, I'm, I have like in my mind, I have a way in which I want the episode to go. It's like it's not just rambling. I mean, there is in all these episodes. Yeah, there I is guess a there's more. Of, there's more of a. There's more of a cohesiveness. I there's more of a cohesive. Uh, listen, I'm trying to. We you have all that. We might have to figure something out so we can play some of the old tapes. I actually listened to. Did I send you the? No. There's a, there are, I did listen to the last episode. When I listened to the first half of the last episode, it actually was really good. And I wanted to, I want to play it at some time. But if I have you Was here, that your I, house? Yeah. In thought, the backyard? Uh, no, it was on your old porch. Mm. And it was great. Mm. It was actually, I'll tell you why it was great. It was great because, and I, at some time we're going to play it. You'll have to send me the file instead of to Craig. The, it was amazing because at the time... You were working on Spider-Man 2 with yeah. Andrew Garfield, and you thought you were going to be fired. Right. And it was real time, like, he doesn't like my pictures, we're not getting along really well, I'm really nervous. It was a very, 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 yeah, yeah. it was a very, very real 
timestamp. It was a huge, it was a huge <laughs> moment for you yeah, because yeah. it was like that's the biggest movie you were ever on in right. the at that time. Yeah, yeah. And it was like it was almost like a break or make make or break moment for you yeah, to a yeah. certain degree in terms of getting into that upper echelon. Yeah. But it was an amazing episode because you were really just like, yo, I might get thrown off the set at any right. moment. He yeah. just doesn't like what I'm doing. Yeah. And that was intense. So I was listening to that, and I'll have to figure out a way to play this. But what I my favorite part of the downward spiral was I would read you these stories, and then we would just discuss them. So right. I have a list of stories. Yeah, I remember you had like a flipboard on your iPad or something like I, that. No, we we, just... I used to use Flipboard. I used to. What was it? Flipboard. Flip, flipboard. Flipboard. Flipboard was a great app on right. the iPad, and I would and I would come up with stories, and I would just read them all. It was all off Gawker. Yeah, you know, yeah. It was all Gawker stories. But now I've actually like I've had to like fine tune some of these questions. Yeah, yeah. So I have a list of questions. What I want you to do is decide if you want to talk about them or not. I don't have a million of them, so mm -hmm. you can't say next, next, next the whole time. I'm, you know, I got like. I got a good amount. But, we can have some you know, fun. The thing is, is that I, the piss dungeon has got to be one of the greatest stories That's ever. That's the I greatest think it's story. So visual. But the piss story, the piss dungeon story, was only good because we had a real organic moment talking about the piss dungeon. All right, so I, let's just take, for the listeners, the piss dungeon was a story of this this bar where in England, in England where this guy had was going for a leak and I guess they pee in like a big basin and he was looking down the drain and he saw an eyeball. Turns out this dude like busted through a wall underneath the bathroom and like made a periscope and he was like wearing snorkeling gear Yeah. and he just wanted to be urinated on. Yeah. So we, we told about the story but we were like, we were investigating what it takes to get to this point, it wasn't just the eyeball. It was like, how do you knock through the wall? And how do you right. know where you're going? How do they not know where you are? And well, then I, it was just, it was so visual. Yeah, it no was so visual. Intended, but it was uh, like, God, everything about that. You could picture every character in that, yeah. you know? It was a bizarre story. It was like Tales from Crypt meets We're going to have to, we're going to have to put that, find that, we're going to have to put that story up at some point too. But it was more, that was the, re that, that episode, we were having such a good time trying to figure out how everything was done. Yeah. That's why I like the stories because I like what we do is, Look into it and kind of like read right, into not, it a little I bit mean, more. Even kind like, of like Chico Rodriguez. Yeah, Chico, we were Rodriguez. Doing Chico Rodriguez. But we didn't really go too heavy into Chico. I think the one we did go into was last time was the guy who mummified his, the killed that dude and mummified him in his room. Yeah, that was pretty intense. That was good. That was downward spiral shit. Yeah. So I have a list of things we can go into. I have one too, but I got to Google it. All right. In the meantime, I'm going to let you, I'm going to read off some headlines. You say yes or no. Hold on okay? a second. Hold on. I don't. Well, we got to. I mean, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, but I mean, this is. Shane was in the pool. Is that okay? Or is he going to die? No, he's not going to die. Why? No. Is there something in the pool? It's just baking soda. This is Westchester pool review here. All good. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So I'm going to read you some stories. Mm-hmm. And then you say if you want to, want to read them or not, okay? Yeah. The first one is explosive diarrhea causes NBC's The Ultimate Slip and Slide show to pause production. Mm. You know, it's funny. I've been looking at that because it's kind of in my world, you know? It's yeah. like whatever. But, and then... Should we read the story? Well, let's just hear what... Yeah, let's hear All what right. happened because I've been seeing that pop up in my feed and I'm like, I don't really want to go there. But then I think it's maybe right on this... Yeah, no, I, trust me, most of the question, most of the stories I have are pee and penis and poop. Pee, penis, and poop are like, 
The three P's are what I love. Triple P. All right. So NBC has indefinitely paused production of its upcoming competition show, Ultimate Slip and Slide. Uh, yeah, that's what makes that's the reason why it's so good is because it's slip and yeah. slide. Reportedly, after multiple uh, people on the set came down with diarrhea, the rap reported Thursday that up to 40 crew members fell violently ill, citing a person with knowledge on the production that the people the person said people were collapsing and being forced into porta potties due to awful explosive diarrhea. That was in quotes. TMZ also cited an anonymous source close to production saying that there are multiple people who were ill with. <laughs> Uh, gastrointestinal symptoms. Spokespeople for NBC did not immediately respond to the request for comment by the Huffington Post. However, people confirmed that the shutdown began on June 2nd and at least one crew member tested positive for Giardia, a parasite that causes diarrhea. So do you think it's food, like they ate well, shitty food and then well, just lost their, and then everybody kind of got it from the water? Well, Giardia is also known, I learned this when I was an hour bound years crunchy, ago. yummy... No. Pickle. It's also referred to the the. It's also referred to as beaver fever. So basically, no, I'm not, I'm not kidding. You slap your tail. <laughs> <laughs> no, beaver fever is. It's also called beaver fever because these animals with this parasite mm. would shit in the water, and the, and the hikers oh, would drink wow. the water, and they would get giardia. Yeah, yeah. So this is like a parasite that's not a food. I don't think this is a food borne parasite. Right. It's a fecal parasite. It's a mouth mm. to fecal parasite, but it's most likely. It's most likely from, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you, I, I don't know how you get Giardia on a set. Yeah, but maybe somebody went swimming in a lake the day before on a Sunday and then came in Monday morning. And then and what? It. Shat everywhere. Yeah. And the people, or maybe the somebody had it. Maybe somebody had it. Maybe somebody had it. Went into the porta potty, and then gave it to everybody. And everybody got like splashback. I don't know, man. But the, I think the only reason why the story is funny is because. Dude, slip and slide, slip diarrhea. And, slide, and then yeah. not only that, but did you see the CDC's guideline they released like a week later? What? What was it? It was like, if you have diarrhea, do not go to public pools. Yeah. Like that was like their, their you know, 600,000 people just died last year. And they're like, their new yeah. guideline is, if you have diarrhea... Do shock not. the water. Yeah. <laughs> you can send a message. To yeah. Them. Send a message right now. Yeah. Shane, don't, don't yeah. poop in the pool. Yeah, don't do it. All right. Uh, next story, yes or no, uh, death at Disneyland, particular cases of human remains found in world's happiest place on Wait, Earth. Okay, say, well, hold on, say it again, because I just found the one I wanted to do, but go. Death in Disneyland, mm. death at Disneyland. Europe? Pe peculiar cases of human remains in the happiest place on Earth. So the, I'll give you the... Where, if it's Europe, Disneyland, people are, people or People are in scattering America. ashes at Disneyland. Oh, it's becoming a problem. Up. Like are, piles of it? Well, let's read it because they have codes. So millions of, uh, I don't want, I accept, okay, Mirror. Daily Mirror, you motherfuckers. Millions visit uh, the, D the Disney theme parks each year for a taste of magic, yet some have slightly more strange motivations to visit. They ha there have been instances of ashes being scattered. Uh, it's billed as the happiest place on earth, so, so much that millions flock to the various Disney theme parks every year. A magical place to hold dear, blah, 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 blah. It's not uncommon for visitors to comment about never wanting to leave. Mm -hmm. Flinching at the very thought of ditching the mouse ears, returning their day jobs, however, blah, blah, blah. Come on, man. Uh, it has long been speculated across the internet, subsequently confirmed by those former cast members slash park employees that it's common activity for individuals to scatter ashes of loved ones throughout the grounds and on the rides 
themselves across Disneyland resorts. It's become such a phenomenon that Disneyland has spoken out in the past, confirming that it is not permitted or tolerated. In basic terms, it's a violation of health and safety code to scatter human ashes on private property. Disney is still no stranger to human, uh, to urban legend, sort of a myth. Um, you can fucking have diarrhea all you want in Disneyland, but please God, don't, don't scatter your completely clean human ashes everywhere. If there's any, anywhere near an attempted ashes scattering incident across the theme parks, as the internet has us to believe, then it appears that it's, the, um, it's such an act has been carried out by visitors for a long time. Treating any Disney theme park to, as a final resting place for a loved one may be happening behind closed doors despite Disney's efforts to stop it. In fact, according to the insiders, uh, incidents of ashes scattering at Disney properties were occurring often as once a month. But you could kind of see that, though. You know? Like, like, my favorite place in the world is Disneyland, and when I die, scatter my ashes there. Like, I could see that. Like, it does, it's, not, it's not like I mummified my neighbor and... You know, and in fact, and aren't aren't uh, ashes of like you know burnt human remains aren't isn't that sterile, dude? Like they you can't get hurt by it. Well, they don't like it. They don't like. They don't want Tough it. Shit, it's they don't like Disneyland. It. They just got rid of all those goddamn alligators. Did you hear about that? They just yeah yeah. They, after that kid got eaten yeah whoops. Which I mean I hate to say it, but it's the parents' fault. Yeah yeah. I mean let's face it. I mean, yeah let's take you a can't selfie let your, with it. You can't no you let your toddler wade by the water where they're alligators. Yeah, I mean yeah. what do you expect? It's fucking Florida. Um, the haunted mansion ride, for example, has its own cult following. A division which is uh, supposedly believes that guests scatter the ashes of loved ones. Within the ride, so they can join the ghosts and essentially live on Disneyland forever. Hmm. Well, that's cool, actually. Uh, I wouldn't mind being scattered out there. Oh. I fucking hate Disneyland, but... So according to the Wall Street Journal, Disney staff members or cast members, as they're affectionately known, even have a code for cast when there is believing scattering of ashes by a guest. Yeah, what's the code? The code is apparently HEPA cleanup, which <laughs> stands for High Efficiency Particulate Air... A particulate air, referring to a certain type of filter that picks up extraordinary fine par articles. HEPA cleanup. Yeah. They don't fucking like it. It's a, it's a, it's problematic. I'm the most amazing part is it isn't the fact that Disney's so pissed about it, which they should be. I don't want fucking people scattering ashes around here. It's weird. It's weird. But no, the I fact that, but I, I don't know. The fact that people love Disneyland so much they would weird. think that it would be to be that's weirder. No, people are fucking fanatical about that goddamn place. I know a guy and his wife who go multiple, and he's, a, he's not a young man. He's yeah. an older man. He goes multiple times a year with his wife. Yeah. Not their children. He, I know people who get engaged at Disneyland. Yeah. I, I, Disneyland's fine. I've been, my dad took me there when I was a kid, but I'm not like, yo, you got to grind me up and put me in. No, like, it's my last place to Matterhorn. I need to be on Matterhorn. I need to be yeah. dumped on Matterhorn. No, it's, it is literally hell on earth for me. Um, speaking of hell on earth. Okay, great. Good segue, <laughs> man. Good segue. Look at you. Look at you. This happened the other day. Go ahead. He's a, God, he's a young dude. Go ahead. Read the story. Uh... A convicted Spanish cannibal who killed his mother. Oh my God! Ate parts of her body and fed some of her, her to his dog. Has been sentenced to 15 years in prison. Just 15? 15 in Spain, yeah. Alberto Sanchez Gomez, 28, 28 years old. 
will also serve an additional five months for desecrating his 68-year-old mother's corpse after a court rejected his claim that he was having a psychopathic episode during the gruesome slaying. The unemployed waiter, who's been dubbed the cannibal of Las Ventas, or Las Ventas, claimed in court in April that he heard voices telling him to kill Maria Soledad Gomez as they watched television in their apartment. Uh, Jury Madrid found him guilty of strangling his mother following an argument. Prosecutors said, look at how young he is. Oh my God, a good looking guy. Yeah, prosecutors said Gomez used a carpenter saw and two kitchen knives made by Fader knives. No, no, Florentine kitchen knives. Two Florentine kitchen knives. Tomer made these knives. Tomer made these knives, not me. (laughs) To cut his mother's body into a thousand pieces, some of which were found in Tupperware containers inside their residence. Jesus. Wow. That's crazy. Gomez fed other portions of his mother's remains to his dog over the course of two weeks. There's no, it's not a psychological, I would think that these moments of rage can't also encompass parceling out parts of your mom and Tupperware. Listen to what he said. Go ahead. Yes, my mother is in here, dead, Gomez told officers investigating a report about the missing woman. Me and the dog have been eating her bit by bit. Oh my God! Fucking hell! What people are crazy. awesome. Hey, this guy's like, he's like a kid, gets fed up with his mom, strangles her to death. Speaking of which, fed up with his mom. Yeah, he's fed up. Fed up, up literally. <laughs> and he cut. You know, the dogs. Look at it. Looks like one of your dogs. Oh, the dog was thrilled. Super psyched. Imagine the dog that. doesn't know. No, I doesn't know. Dog doesn't know. No, it's so psyched. But I mean. It's one thing to kill your mom by strangling her. It's another thing to fucking get a hacksaw. Dude. I, th- and some kitchen knives. That's not And good. take it apart. Like the body. I, like that's... I, there's... There's fits of rage and then there's like, are you hiding the body? Maybe. You know... And why would you eat her? Th- it's always the cover-up, isn't it? I mean, it's, you're not like... You're not in like... No, this you know, is a wrecked a, airplane not, thing on top of a mountain. This is a clearly a psychologically damaged human being. They didn't find him. They didn't find him that way. What did they find him? Well, in, in most of the other countries... Co- if, most- if the police come and you say, yeah, yeah, by the way, my mom... Most other countries don't do what we do justice-wise. Like, we'll literally, like, hang him, fucking whatever, death penalty, blah, blah, blah. Most places around the world don't do that. Don't do it again. The Spanish yeah, yeah. said, to, yeah. you, Slap no more wrist. mothers, Sorry. no more parents. Yeah, Germany, they had, yeah. they had to write a law in Germany about, I forget what the fuck it was, about um, a guy who went online, and we've talked about this, a yeah. guy who went online said, who would like to be eaten? And this guy... I had that story. ...was like, I would. And Germany, the guy ate him, and then Germany was like, whoa, you can't do that. And he's like, what law tells me I can't and they didn't they had to fucking write one I actually we might as well zip into that one because but I, hold on hold on let me and the other one is the the uh, the robbers in Italy who had AIDS and there's a law in Italy that back I don't know 20 years ago or 10 years ago that where you can't put somebody in jail if they have if they're HIV positive or AIDS so these guys are going around no masks nothing robbing all the banks in like downtown Tuscany like just robbing banks, and the cops arrested them. They're like, "I have AIDS," and they're like, "Okay." I w- it'll be. So they had to rewrite these all these laws. I mean, these are. It's not like I'm not talking hundred years ago. I'm right. talking like 10, 20 years. This was this was last week. It'll the be the Spanish kid. 
it'll be interesting to, years. to find out. Well, you know, Spain's going back through there. They're having the Delta variant is going rampant through Spain yeah. right now. So, yeah, like, true. I would imagine not. you probably not seeing someone for a while is not a big deal. Right. You know, but um, I'm going to be interested to see down the line. There are going to be a lot of stories of crimes committed during pandemic. Oh, dude. They're gonna be they're gonna be incredible. Like crimes. watching my my Google feed, like basically just murder after murder after weird shit in yeah. New York. Yeah, people just got fucking just went loony. There's gonna but there's also gonna be like incredible capers. Yeah, there's gonna I mean not to mention there's I mean yeah fraud, the, world, the, the world shuts down. What do you do? Oh, I don't well, know. there's gonna be people are gonna be ta- the, the stories of being of taken advantage of are yeah. gonna be monumental. Yeah. They're going to be monumental. Yeah. I mean, just think about like all the people who frauded the government out of Hurricane Sandy relief. Yeah. You know, I mean, Never there's mind like with the triple P loans or whatever, all that shit. Yeah. P poop and penis. P, P penis poop and poop. All right. <laughs> now I'm gonna. We can do that. We can cover this, or you say yes or no. The Massachusetts lobster diver survives after being swallowed by a, a whale. You didn't hear about that story? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I read about that. I think it's bullshit. What do you mean? I don't think I don't believe it. No. Why? Do you? Yeah. Did you hear you want me yeah, to read the story? Did you read it? Let's read it. Um, I think it makes sense. I think it's bullshit. No. I, I'll, I'll tell you why. It just doesn't... There's a lot of things that could have been, but it just... The like whole thing sounds crazy. kind of style? A commercial lobster diver says he escaped relatively unscathed after being nearly swallowed by a humpback whale in a Nearly. Biblical, nearly. In a biblical sounding encounter that whale experts describe as, a, as, as whale, as, as rare, but plausible. That's what makes me think it's fucking bizarre. Michael Packard, 56, says uh, at local interviews on social media that he was diving off the coast of Provincetown, Massachusetts on a Friday morning when the whale suddenly scooped him up. I was in his closed mouth for 30 to 40 seconds before he rose to the surface and spit me out. I'm very bruised up and I have no broken bones. The Cape Cod Times reports that Packard was pulled out of the water by his crewmen and washed back, rushed back to shore where he was transported to Cape Cod Hospital. He walked, albeit with a limp, out of the hospital that afternoon. He was still recovering from soft tissue damage. Packer told the newspaper he'll be back in the water as soon as he heals. Maybe the whale was kind of blind. Maybe there was so much, Maybe there was plastic bags over his eyes. <laughs> so maybe there was some straws up his nose. Yeah, and he I, had to sneeze, and he just I, you opened know what? up his mouth. The, the interesting thing about you know, it humpback is humpback whales are massive. Yeah, but like it just doesn't. Then, then why wouldn't he? Why wasn't he swallowed? Because it realized it wasn't plankton, it was a little bigger. I just don't fucking buy it. It's just, it just sounds so. Here's the the funny part is, is it like made all these like memes about like women not being believed when they're like when they have been assaulted, right? But like we automatically believe the fucking guy was swallowed by a fucking whale. I just, it just, I find it very hard to believe. Well, that's a little more, it's a little more fantastical. Well, that's what we like. Fantastical. Sure, you know we, be- we want to believe. I'd rather not hear about rape. I'd rather hear about like, yeah. Fucking a blowhole in an orca. <laughs> or being <laughs> swallowed by a humpback whale. Spit out. Yeah. Next weird story. Wait. Go ahead. We were talking about something. I don't want to talk about the cannibals anymore. The guy who ate the other guy. We can talk about that later. Oh, the German thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I can get that later. Let's just see how we're going, okay? Yeah, we did one. This is a good story. We'll just keep going, and I got bit plenty of it. Here's a great story for you. Yeah. Cocky and aggressive oh. radioactive pigs... Set up camp in Fukushima nuclear Ooh. exclusion zone. You know what? Did you you remember Vice News? Yeah. Do you remember the guy who started Vice? That weird like 
kind yeah. of narcissistic prick guy with the, a beard or whatever. But you're not talking. Well, there's two guys. There's the guy yeah, who's there's Canadian, the Indian dude. Well, there was the Canadian and guy. And then there was yeah, Shane Scott, Shane, Shane Smith. Smith. But you know who else? You know what's interesting is who else started it was Gavin McGinnis, who right. started the Proud Boys. Right. Fucking bizarre. Yeah, but I remember, I remember something about. I remember dropping something off at Vice when it first started, and people warned me about who, about who somebody in there who was a weirdo, like a kind of psycho. Really. And that I think that might have been the dude, Gavin, whatever. Well, the the Gavin McInnes really. I mean, the whole Proud Boy like thing racist, is like racist, weird shit. Well, the the Proud Boy thing is a strange. I mean, it's a very very strange. You know, you can. It's not that strange. It's dude. strange. Well, the, the 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 starting point of it was strange because you know Opie and Anthony oh, right, had a right. show. Yeah, yeah. It broke up. Anthony started his own you know radio show called yeah. Live from the Compound, and he had all these people do these shows. Yeah. He had Gavin McInnes on, who was funny, and he had this politi- this right wing political bent, right. and they were making jokes about one of their producers and being like a pussy. Yeah. And then they created this fake jokey thing called "We're Proud Boys." Yeah. And then it just turned into like this. It just it was like taken over. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he he dis he now he disavows himself from what happened with the. Right. I mean, fucking Trump is screaming "Proud Boys, stand up, stand down." Yeah. I mean, it was like a fucking. Sh- it was like a shock jock thing yeah, to begin yeah. with. Right. I mean, it would be like if fucking Biden started saying "Baba Booey." Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just like it's crazy. It's yeah. it's just like it's crazy. There's actually radio. there's actually a great documentary. I haven't seen it, but I think it'd be fun to watch about that frog, Pepe the Frog. You know, yeah. all, the, all the white power guys yeah. use it. And the guy who drew it is some cat from San Francisco who was just like, I just want my frog back, man. Like, they took it, right. and they used it as their own. And he's like, no, the frog was just, like, mellow and wanted to hang out with people. Yeah, yeah. And they took now it. It's and the now, icon yeah, of now like, it's a fucking swastika. Yeah. It is so weird how things get... I find it so fascinating how things get, like, taken. Co-opted. and Well, that's what this whole NFT thing is, right? Isn't yeah. it a way to, like, kind of... Get back money from your for your for your like weird memes. I still like can't that? wrap my head around those things, and that's I don't fine. I don't really want to. Fine, good. All right, so radioactive hybrid pigs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, th- that's what I was saying. Yeah. The Vice News. Go ahead. The Shane Smith went to Chernobyl, right? Hunting yeah. for wild radioactive wild boars. Yeah. And they they were like, oh, we hear those radioactive boars, blah blah blah. And they get there, their Geiger counter, the, the fucking guide was like, we need to leave now. <laughs> like, they only got like 100 feet in the woods, and the guy's like, no, we can't be here. Wow. And they left. But they were like, supposedly there's these boars out there that are yeah, these, fucking glowing. These you know? pigs are fucking nuts. But so, I could see it happening in Fukushima because it was a fucking major nuclear well, disaster. They, so radioactive hybrid pigs have reportedly been taken. Whoops, I... God damn it. Radioactive... Because oh, you're reading British tabloid shit. Yes. Radio... Yes. Who cares? Oh my ass! This chair sucks. It's well, you brought chair. you I brought know. it over here. You want you want to switch chairs? No. Oh, you know what? I want a smaller. All right, I'm going to start reading this story. Radioactive hybrid pigs were reportedly taken over part of the nuclear exclusion zone in Fukushima. Scientists have discovered the threat near the former Japanese power plant in urban areas vacated by humans in the wake of the 2011 meltdown at the plant. We they found Japanese the the. They found the Japanese boar, the country's local wild boar, have overrun an area that was once inhabited by 1,600,000 people. 160,000 people, according to a a study uh, in the wildlife uh, in the region. The boars are described as cocky and aggressive and have started interbreeding 
with the escaped domestic pigs that were leave behind, left behind by previous owners. Nice. This has resulted in a new kind of boar-pig hybrid from the initial exclusion zone, which is 20 kilometers from the nuclear plant site where the radiation levels were believed to be the highest. This, horrifyingly, uh, this horrifying radioactive concoction now makes up 10% of the local population. It's feared that these hairy terrors um, have this wild smarts of a boar combined with the domestication habits of a pig. Humans trying to reclaim their former homes around Fukushima <laughs> plant have found themselves at war with the new settlers. The Fukushima exclusion zone have been gradually lifted in the stages. Oh, God, how is it being lifted? Like Chernobyl won't be lifted until 2500. How is Fukushima, which happened 30 years after that, okay with getting people back? I don't get that. Dude, I, the whole story's crazy. However, some of these aggressive swine have stood their ground and attacked humans. Fuck yeah. In some cases, humans have resorted to hunting them down. Details of how <laughs> radiation affected local wildlife were recently published. The study found that hybrids don't display a sign of mutation, despite being contaminated with up to 300 times the safe human dosage of radioactive isotope caseline. KCM-137. Yeah, Scientists suggest that while the interbreeding of the species have no ill effects, they think the pig gene will eventually dilute the hybrid genetic makeup in the, of the above, 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 above. It's not common for urban areas to become rewilded following human <laughs> evaluations, evacuations, similar to what happened in the surrounding sites of the 1986 Chernobyl, Chernobyl. disaster. Well, the, the interesting thing about this story for me is I had a sculpture that I just put in the mail for the show uh -huh. that was supposed to go to that to a to a gallery at Fukushima. Whoa! It didn't. I got rejected like yeah. right before. Like oh, I got wow. rejected. Then the fucking nuclear explosion went yeah. off, and then I was like, "Fucking thank God!" So that sculpture is now on the way. But you to, know, we were supposed to shoot Wolverine. You there. were gonna. This is what's crazy. So at that time, 2011. Uh, Darren Aronofsky was right. going to do the Wolverine movie, right. the origin movie, yeah. in Japan. Right. And I remember you were on that. You were. Yeah. You knew Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I was going. To, I was shooting, working with Hugh as he was getting ready for his like Wolverine body build. And we're like, okay, let's go. We're going to Japan. It was going to be a Darren Aronofsky Wolverine movie. Yeah. And then he just what? He just decided I don't want to go to Japan. No, right now. no. He just decided. Oh, the fucking nuclear disaster just happened. I'm not going to Japan. Yeah. That made perfect sense. Were, yeah. you, were you bummed or were you happy? No, I was bummed. I wanted to do I remember that. that. I remember. I like, you know, he's a great dude. And, uh, and we, I got, you know, I have all this footage of him, like, bodybuilding in his basement, in his, like, gym in his yeah. place in New York. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, he's, he's the coolest dude on the planet. And that was one of those things that we were, I was psyched to do some fucking marvel style shit you yeah. know it would have been really something else if darren aronofsky done it yeah it would have been the probably it would have probably beat joker to the it joker. would it would have been more like logan actually i have a feeling what did what did you think of logan i liked it yeah. i liked it it was cool i just showed you know you know do you you're always seeing superheroes in this like kind of golden light you know right. it's like why don't we show them i mean the problem is is that marvel has always done that and they dc does the app dc wants darkness even though the problem with Suicide Squad and all those is that they try to make it into a bubblegum thing and it never fucking worked. I thought worked. Suicide Squad was pretty good. It was pretty good, but it just, it wasn't, it was too like, hey, but like right. too like Too graphic joking. novel-y. Yeah. They're trying to make them like graphic novel. And you novels. gotta make, you know, if you make it more like Joker or like Dark Knight, those are really serious, really heavy things. And I think DC does really well with that. 
Did I ever tell you how <coughs> trouble I got to see? I saw the first Batman movie. It was 1989. Mm. And the Batman Tim movie. Tim Burton? Tim Burton, number yeah. one. Yeah. Number one. The first one. Right. The opening day was on the day my dad was remarrying. Oof. And I was the best man. Oh. Do you remember back in 1987, 88, the frenzy people were having about a Batman movie coming yeah. out. Uh-huh. It was fun. The pictures you I re, you have, did you read Wizard Magazine? Yeah. It was a com- I got Wizard Magazine. All I wanted to do was see pictures of what what well, Michael Keaton was, was going to yeah, look yeah, like. Yeah. I wanted to see the fucking car. I wanted to see yeah. the thing. P.S. That Prince soundtrack. I don't care yeah. what anyone says. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. I we played it. I remember that summer came out. We played it all at summer camp all the time. The yeah, Prince. Yeah. And I remember being like, I am going to see this movie. I don't care what it takes. Batman, so fan, detective, do? comic books. How'd you do it? I, I'll tell you, I got big trouble with my old man. Yeah, you did. I got the tickets to the first showing. It was at 11 o'clock. The wedding was <laughs> at 2. So I'm convinced I'm going to have time. It was all in the city. I got tickets to the first show, the first theater. I'm convinced I'm going to see this fucking movie. I had the Batman pin on. I was going to see the fucking Batman one by myself. How old were you? 1989. I was... Um, Did you wear your suit to the show? No, I didn't. I'm, well, I wasn't a loser. I didn't want to go to this wedding to begin with. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. thrilled with my father's decision. Yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, I wanted to see fucking Batman. Right. The, the highlight of this day was going to go see the fucking Batman movie. Right. Like, that's it. Period. Yeah, yeah. The only... I mean, what, besides goofball... Christopher Reeve Superman. Right, right. What, tell me a better. Tell me something more exciting than seeing Batman. Right. Dark. Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah. And I remember going to it and thinking, I'm going to have enough time to run home, get my suit, and run to the to the wedding. Whoops. I was half an hour late to the to the rehearsal. I showed up with seven minutes before it was going to start. Uh-oh. My dad was fucking. And my dad's whole move. He wanted me half an hour early. And his, his move was... So you were an hour late. I was... Yes, by his standards. It, by his standards, I was an hour late. So, like, for him, if you're not early, you're, you're late. Yeah. And I showed up late. I had my suit on. I was sweaty. I had the fucking Batman pin on the lapel of my had, jacket. Like, popcorn all and my dad face. And my dad comes like, he says, where, where, where were you? And I was like, don't worry about it. He's like, don't worry about it. In 1989, so I was... Uh, so it's 1973, 83, that's 10 plus... Uh, so I was 16. Yeah. 15, 16. Right. Don't worry about 15, it. 15, 16. Don't worry right, about 89. that. And 73 to 83 is 10. No, you were younger than that, weren't you? 70, 83, 15? 84, 85, 86, 87, 88. Yeah, I was 16. Okay. 16. I said, don't worry about it. And he goes, don't worry about it. I told you my fucking wedding. He didn't say fucking wedding. Yeah. And I remember we had some words were spoken, and he was not happy with me. And I also remember the fact my father was a very non-practicing Jewish person. He prided himself as a socially Jewish, right. a culturally Jewish, but he never went to, we never went to Hebrew school. He right. said, if I didn't go to Hebrew school, you don't have to go to Hebrew school. He didn't know any <coughs> Hebrew whatsoever, yeah, yeah. but he wanted a rabbi. Right. And I'll never forget, the rabbi would say, okay, Benjamin, sp- you know, speak after me. Speak after me. Yeah. What I say, you say. He didn't say it like that, but you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. So the rabbi would say something, and then my dad would say something, and I swear to God, it was completely different. 
there was nothing even close to resembling what the rabbi was saying. Right. And I started to laugh. Oh, shit. Because it's fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you might as well have been speaking Chinese. Mm. It was almost as if they were having a different conversation in two different languages. Yeah. Because it, so it was funny. And I never heard my dad speak another language. He didn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. And he's, like, trying to, like, be, like, you know... Menachem Begin yeah. or fucking you know Itzhak Rabin and he can't repeat he can't even repeat from what the rabbi's saying yeah. I'm laughing then my dad's best friend starts laughing at me yeah. and then my dad turns around and scowls at right. me the one thing he hated was to be embarrassed right. I couldn't fucking help it so yeah. his goofball kid goes to see fucking Batman is right. late late to the wedding to see a movie yeah, a yeah. cartoony yeah. he'd call him a cartoony he was lit I was late for seeing a cartoony yeah and then, um, and then I fucking laughed. I laughed at every fucking thing he said. It was fucking hilarious. The rabbi would say, Baruch HaTad and I, and my dad said something completely different. Yeah. I mean, whatever it was, it I wasn't the eggplant. same. Yeah. Oh, yeah, whatever. I mean, I, I don't know, but I mean, it was like he couldn't even repeat yeah, the yeah. sounds that the rabbi was saying. I was laughing. My dad's best friend from the World War II was laughing. And my dad was just like, you were a complete, you know, he yeah, was yeah. like, that. I think that was the end but of look it. But you know. look at your age, though. At the age... Well, he was 50 years older than me. No, I know, but still, yeah. And that also doesn't help. And it's the fact that you're a kid. And at that time, you know, fuck our parents. You know, we always... Well, never... you know, don't do your... If, if this is you, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about getting remarried, don't let your kid be the best man. It's just a... It's That's a bad. bad. It's a bad idea. Yeah. I'm, I would. I'm not his best man. I shouldn't have been his best man. I, I had no business. The guy being from World War II man. should have been his best man. And be honest with you, my dad got his revenge at my wedding, because when I got married, I had decided my wife and I decided that we were going to be we were going to have a, we weren't going to have a sit down wedding. We were going to have past hors d'oeuvres. And I decided because my Hillary's parents are this religion, this people, this people, and my mother's Roman Catholic and the every Jewish, and the, I'm like, fuck it, we're gonna get a judge. Yeah. And we got a judge, and he was great. Yeah. And my dad, and my he didn't, my dad didn't like what some of the things that he said, but at the same time, it was like, it's too late, you know, it's tough. So in the Jewish religion, what you do is you 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 get a glass mm. that you're supposed to stomp on. Yeah. The, yeah. To like to congratulate Mazel yeah, Tov, right? right. But it's not supposed to be a glass. It's supposed to be a light bulb. So you take a light bulb and you wrap it up in a paper, in a, in a, bl- in a napkin, yeah. and then you put it on the ground, and the groom stomps on it, and it's like, ah, muzzle yeah. top. All right. Use, use LEDs, My fucking man. dad took a rocks glass with a thick ass oh, one Jesus. inch bottom, wrapped it up, and put it down. Whoops. I could have fucking severed your. Oh. I could have. Can you imagine? Foot artery. I yeah. slammed down on it once. I was like, "What the fuck? Did you give me a brick?" Yeah. It turns out I tried to. I hit three times. I tried to break oh this God. thing. I says, and then and then all of a sudden I like it opens up. I'm like, "Do you try to fucking?" Did you do me. the Italian thing with a hand? Yeah, I probably did. Hey, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> just just gesticulating yeah, with maybe, his hand like a, that's like the Italian soccer yeah, players. What, what the, the fuck? Hey, pasta fuck Hey, the fuck's the matter with you? See, he could have killed me because I mean, if the Roxas was up and was broken, would have gone. Right through my foot. Yeah. Yeah. So my old man had his, had his fucking yeah. revenge. He wasn't my my best man either. But you know what? Now that I think about it, he did get his revenge on me after my I've ruined his wedding. He ruined mine. Yeah. All right. Next question, or next next question, next story. If you do you say yes, yes or no? Okay. Iowa man calls in bomb threat because he didn't get the sauce for the chicken nuggets he wanted. There's a lot of bomb threats to McDonald's. P.S. Did you? I don't know if you know that or not. Really? Yeah. You want to know about it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Where is it? 
This is in Iowa, which is crazy. You think that these people were relaxed. No, they're not. It's Iowa, dude. <laughs> Didn't Proud Boys start in Iowa? No, they think they started in Long Island. Yeah. All right, police say an Iowa man attempted to get revenge on his local McDonald's after he was shafted out of a sauce for his chicken McNuggets. Yeah, you can't fuck people like that. <laughs> but things blew up in his face. Uh, Ankeny police arrested... Wait, what'd you say? Ankeny. No. Things blew up in but his face? things blew up in his face. This is a bomb threat? He tried blowing... Yeah, it was a joke. The people at the Huffington Post think they're funny. <laughs> Fuckers. Ankeny police arrested uh, Robert uh, Goldwitzer Jr. on Saturday night after he allegedly threatened to blow up the restaurant and punch an employee over the missing condiments. Investigated... Mazel tov. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey! sauce for you. <laughs> Investigators told the station that the 42-year-old suspect called the fast food chain after they discovered this order was incorrect. After police contacted Golwitzer, the sauce-craving suspect admitted to making the threats. Authorities arrested Golwitzer Saturday night and charged him with a felony charge of making a false report of explosives or incendiary device. Um, Wait, he had something on him? He, uh, he, it was bogus, but people have made other bogus bomb threats before. Dude, whatever. It was Pizzagate. Well, that's different. They, they, they wasn't calling the play. Well, yeah, but yeah, the guy I mean, walked in with a machine yeah, gun. Yeah, machine guy shot. You know. For instance, uh, in 2019, a 23-year-old college student in France called in a fake bomb threat so we so we wouldn't have to see his parents. Hmm. Uh, in, two, in November, he called a bomb threat because he didn't want to see his parents. That's kind of what I want to do. Uh, in, November <laughs> in November 2018, a New Orleans man accused of threatening to blow up a rest. This is the best. This is my favorite. All right, listen to this. In November 2018, a New Orleans man accused of threatening to blow up a local restaurant told the police he was referring to a bowel movement. So basically, oh, he went for a shit. I'm gonna, that's the and he left, and he says, I blew it up in there. Yeah. Somebody in the staff yeah. called the police. Right. Because they thought it was a bomb threat. Right. He was just saying, I'm going to blow it up in yeah. there. <laughs> really? I'm going I'm to drop the deuce. In the, what he should have said yeah, was, yeah. can I get him to go to the bathroom? Yeah. But instead he says, I'm going to blow it up in there. Say something. See something. Yeah. Say something. We were. It's funny. We were, we were. I was on tour with this band called Butter. And Butter was Russell Simmons' like, side project. And it was like... Uh, Chibamado, this Japanese girl band, was part of it. And... Their English was pretty bad, yeah. but I remember um, one of them. We were at the on the curbside check-in, yeah. and we had an album or something like that. And we pulled it out, and she's like, "Oh my god, that's the bomb!" <laughs> Literally within two seconds, airport security was around her and being like, "Come with us." And we're like, "No, no, 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 no! She meant she's Japanese. Like she meant it was cool. Like we were trying to yell, and they were so like, what nope. happened? She got questioned for a half an hour. We had to get a fucking different flight or something. I just Jesus remember, Jesus yeah. Christ! That's the bomb. Whoops! Some shit you don't say at an airport. No. Yeah. And you don't say I'm gonna blow it up in there before you walk. You yeah, go yeah. to the bathroom <laughs> yeah, and say yeah. I'm about to blow it up in there. Yeah. Certain things you just, just oh well, but I mean, yeah. some people just you know. Can you imagine the waiter going up to the manager and saying? I just heard something and I don't know what we should do. What did you hear? But I heard I heard somebody say he's gonna go blow it up in there. But you didn't hear the inflection. Right. You and it's all, but I know I'm but it's blow also, it up in there. I'm gonna fuck it up in there. I mean, but imagine if it was the other way around. 
Imagine if the dude oh. did intend to blow it yeah, up. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. The manager's got to say, we got to call the police. Of course. You got to call the police. Why do you have to call the police? Because we got to rule it out. What yeah, happens yeah, yeah. if, what happens if, I don't know. I heard a guy will go into the bathroom. He says he's going to blow it up in there. Yeah. You got to call the police. You do, you did, they did the right they thing. They did the right thing. You got to, you, you did the right thing. Because humans are so fucking wacko that somebody could have just gone can, in there to blow it up. Can you imagine, can you imagine the, there's a, uh, we have a problem. There's a person in our in our in our facility in a place who who's threatening to blow up the restaurant. Yeah, the police show. Yeah, fucking jackets squad. and yeah. SWAT teams on yeah, the yeah. roofs, and they're sure. like ready to fucking talk someone down. And the guy's like wiping his ass. Big shit. Yeah. He just <laughs> yeah. he's got toilet paper on his shoe. He's walking back to his yeah, table. Yeah. yeah, and he and he's and they're like. Where, where is he? Where is On he? On the and ground. Then, and then, yeah. yeah, he's like eating his, fu- you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. He's like wiping his face off. Yeah. He's ready to get for the bill, you know? Yeah. It's like a rib shop. And he's yeah, like yeah. getting a little napkin yeah, out. Yeah. He's washing his little fingers off. Uh, and, oh, man. I, I'm ready for a second round, man. Yeah. I really shit the joint up. Oh, my God. They come in with fucking shields and bomb gear. And he goes, what did you say? I'm like, oh, what are you the talking real, about? The real question I have. Go ahead. Why the fuck do you shit in a restaurant like how, who has the power to do that? I don't. You, you, Giardi. I mean, who's so, <laughs> next to Ultimate Slip? Brings and slide. it all back. Yeah, I mean, it must have been like, it must have been next to Ultimate Slip and Slide. Yeah, yeah. He just, he just, you had know, to. I do, dude, dude, I get the beaver fever. I'm gonna blow it up. No, if, if, if he had just said he had beaver fever, yeah. and then the waitress said, oh, he's, got, oh, he's oh, he has Giardia. Yeah. He's Giardia, everything yeah. will be okay. Instead, he's just like, yo, I'm gonna blow it up in here. And then he just runs to the bathroom, and of course, who shits in a restaurant? Yeah, the, they're the perfectly good reason to call the police. Yeah, yeah, no question. Crazy people are shit. Oh my god, there's somebody going to the bathroom. Yeah, taking they're gonna a dump. I mean, taking yeah. a dump. Of course they're gonna blow it up. Yeah, of course they're gonna plant a bomb. Right. Hey, side note. Go ahead. Giardia sounds like Giardinaria. Why did they name that? Uh, you listen. That's pickled vegetables that I have a jar of in my house <laughs> at all I times. I love those, and I know you're a big it's fan. It's Gardenaria. But for years, when I, after I heard about Hillary's brother at Giardia, and Hillary said he smelled terrible yeah. all the time. But G- Gardenaria is this like pickled vegetables, but it's spelled the, it sounds the same. Why there's is extra, it there's extra shit in there. In yeah, yeah. Gardenaria, you know. But we used to call it. Hillary and I called it get a bottle of Giardia all the time. Yeah. Because it was just like it's just so close. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, just like yeah. Whatever. It's yeah. like you know. I mean. You know, you're gonna stick over. Right, right. But uh, yeah, so I, that's the whole. That, that's you're 100 percent right. Okay, that's pretty. Okay, close. there's a couple. There's a few more. I got some good ones. Testicle eating fish found in Europe for the first time. What? Yeah. Testicle? What is a, what is a yes? Anika, what is always a yes to the story? What? Wait, yeah. what? I like the ones where you go like, wait, what? Testicle eating. All right, the, this is some. This is, does a fish find it as a delicacy? <laughs> oh, the, here's the here's the problem. Hmm. There's a lot of problems with this with this story. But we're going to discuss it. So a fish that is known for eating the testicles of male swimmers have been found in Europe for the first time. Fish on. <laughs> the Paku is a type of piranha <clears throat> known for its human-like teeth and reports have claimed that one has been caught by fishermen off the coast of Sweden. Uh, something something from Denmark's Natural History Museum told local media, the Paku is not normally dangerous to people but has quite a serious bite. There have been incidents in other countries, such as Papua New Guinea, where some men have had their testicles bitten off. Jesus. Carl uh, added that paku fish are largely vegetarian and nip away at those in the water only because they're hungry. 
they bite because they're hungry and testicles sit nicely in their mouth. Mm. That's a good line to write. Now, here's the problem with this story, number one. The problem with this story, number one, is clearly the, the whoever wrote it was looking for a story. Mm. These are probably not known as fish that go straight for the balls. Mm. You know, they, these are probably just fish who are small and, and you think, could well, what could fit in its mouth? Uh, walnut. Walnut. Nah, it's too big. How about a berry? Uh, it's too small. Brazil How nuts. about a set of nuts? Perfect. Yeah, you could. Do you think, yeah. you know, the, so the writer probably went up to the, the natural history guy and said, do you think a testicle would fit in this uh, this fish's mouth? Hmm. And they're like, hmm, yeah, I guess sure. so. Yeah, sure, let me measure their mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a testicle, a, a very small testicle. Yeah, definitely a testicle. So that number one is just like, all right, now the reporter's going, we're Whoa, writing yeah, the story. Yeah. This That's fucking the headline. Book. He goes Go straight, for the straight, straight for the testicles. Yeah, yeah. Now, see, that's what I was kind of reading about. That's yeah. what I was reading into. The, the whole thing is great because it's all about, like, how can we make this story well, better? You can yeah, you can imagine. I mean, definitely, you watch River Monsters, and the guy, like, bleeds out because it gets his yeah, nut ripped who's, off. Yeah, who's but actually, who's actually been bitten by a fish in the water? Me. What, when? Uh, I was a kid, and I got bit by a catfish. Really? Mm-hmm. What happened? They fuck you up. What well, did they have do? stingers, right? The, and their the, stingers can zap you. So you were just walking around the water, and this and this <clears throat> catfish just stung you. Yeah, and then bit me. Why? Because they 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 bite anything near their faces. I've never heard of such a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good that thing happens. your balls were in your pants. That's wow. the other thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, did, I wasn't like laying in the in the sludge with my nuts like <laughs> fucking the ground. I wasn't trying to like. You were noodling. I wasn't your balls. noodling my. <laughs> <laughs> noodling, totally. You're noodling it? Yeah, of course. Noodling, noodling is where great. You're reaching down into a hole. Yeah, and you use grab your fist as a fucking as a lure. The other thing about these pakus is, I mean, have you ever seen a paku? No, I've no idea. Dude, they look like like you stuffed fake teeth into a fish. Oh, I have seen. They those. have perfectly flat, big chompers. Oh my god! It just looks but like they, they look like they're laughing. It looks like a like a like the Joker fish. Yeah, 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 totally. But the, it, it's you'd have to be buck naked. For a fish to go freight, straight for your ball. Okay. So if you're wearing a bathing suit, you're not gonna okay. go for your he's not gonna look for your okay. ball. Hole. Imagine a guy in Papua New Guinea. <laughs> we have right? to talk about that. Too. Now imagine a guy in fucking Malmo, Sweden. Do you <laughs> do you know about the guys who call Papua New Guinea? Those are the guys who use the penis. This is a joke. Those are the well, those are the guys who use the penis gourds. Yeah, of course. My college roommate Miles spent time in Papua New Guinea, mm. home of the cannibals. Right. Yeah. The crazy thing is about Papua New Guinea. Is, is has a relationship, I'm not 100% sure, a relationship with Indonesia. They passed a no-eating people in like uh, the 60s. Yeah. But Miles would say, you when you meet some of these guys in these tribes, mm. they get to a certain age where you look at them and you're like, that motherfucker has mm. tasted human flesh. Yeah, yeah. And they walk around with these gourds, these dried gourds they put on their penises, mm. and their balls hang out. Mm. So of course the pack who's going to go for these guys right. in the tribes because they got their dick up and their yeah, balls yeah. are like you know on full display yeah, for yeah, these yeah, fish yeah, to yeah. go for. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? If I was a fish. <laughs> if I was a fish, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be all over those nuts. What's going? <laughs> what is going that on? That looks over like there? a lure. All right. So here we have um, poop wine, squirrel beer, ant gin. Are served up in a disgusting food museum's new exhibit. Mm -mm. Okay, Loch Ness monster sightings could be whale penises. 
Oh, that's interesting. All right. What do you, wait, hold on. Let's think about that for a second. Well, do you want to read it and then you can decide? Oh, yeah, I guess. That's All right. Scientists are investigating whether scientists of Loch Ness Monster could actually be whale penises. This has got to be the same writer as... What? All right. Experts have claimed that the long neck... Experts. Experts have claimed that the long neck or tail of the creature, which is often seen in photographs, are actually the genitalia sticking out of the water. I never thought of that. Dozens of explanations have been made for... Are there whales in Lake Loch Ness? I don't know, but I don't... I've never heard of, like, whale erections. The dozens of explanations have been made for the supposed sightings of the infamous sea creature uh, in the body of water in Scotland... But a study conducted by a team of researchers has claimed that Nessie's neck is really just a, a whale penis. God, if you think about that, that image, it's like the knob on top is, who's, is his head. Yeah, that makes sense. The f- it's just a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of awesome. That's kind of like the whale flipping off humans. Can you imagine that the whale, forever. the penis is so big yeah. that it looks like a dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> That's it's awesome, though. Huge. It's like, yeah. Because no one's ever flipped it. Everybody's like, well, that's a I, I didn't. Neck. I mean, I think when you see these videos of these whales swimming along, you don't see their dong hanging out, trailing them behind. Doesn't it go in? Yeah, but think about, you know, a horse's dick basically drags on the ground. So imagine what a whale, you know. Dude. Whale's dick's got to be You got a good giant. point. You got a good point. Yeah. So dozens of explanations have been made. Um, it must I, have been hard, too. You know, if it was, like, <laughs> upside down? Because that thing's, like, really sticking well, out of the water. I... I I, Vertical. You know, have you been to the National History Museum in Manhattan? Can you Google erect whale No, penis? no. I'm not going to put that on my fucking search history. You do it. So Go ahead. You do it. I'm not doing it. Just don't put, like, I, that's the bomb in the restaurant. <laughs> He's blowing up. He's, got, he's, he's looking at bombs and whale penises. The findings published in the paper in the archives of natural history speculate that many accounts of the large, mysterious sea creature... With a serpent-like tail were actually large baleen whales and its snake-like penis. So Damn. look up. Get the fuck out of here. Look at that. That's it. It's a fucking dick. <laughs> it's oh my giant. god. That fucking thing is huge. Yeah. It. That's it. Look at that. That's it. <laughs> what have we been doing all of our lives? This is a... That's amazing. Sneeko just figured it out. Yeah. It's a goddamn whale penis. I didn't. I just got... I just uh, you don't give a shit out. about my search. Scientists have added that... <laughs> <laughs> Scientists have added that the account could be attributed to the penises of a certain, a certain whale species, which at least 1.8 meters long and are sometimes spotted rising from the water when the, uh, when the creatures mate. So the fucking mating whales put their dicks out, and it's it's so big that it yeah. hunches over. Yeah. Let's see that picture again. But look at look at. That. Oh my God! They're so big. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. It's a fucking bent whale dick. Yeah. Oh my God! So for the it's Loch Ness's monster. It's <laughs> the monster Loch Ness. You know that's. I'll be right back. You think? But what kind of fucking accent is that? P.S. That's like Scottish. the Irish Scottish. Yeah, that was terrible. The Irish, sorry. That's gonna be. That is the story. The yeah. story is. If you look up whale penis, don't don't I didn't tell no, you. No, I looked up erect whale penis. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a little harder to type in. Boy, your eye cloud hurts. That's it. That's the that's the story. Yeah. yeah. That's the story. It's I amazing. had no idea that they and mating massive. they go on their backs with their and their dick is so big yeah. that it just flops over because it's like they need like some sort of like tension or something. I like something how that, there's like pictures of Mitch McConnell in here too. <laughs> 
<laughs> fucking Mitch. Uh, the blue whale's anus can open 3.5 feet. Making it the, what? Making it the second largest asshole in the world next to Mitch McConnell. <laughs> 3.5 feet. <laughs> second largest, it's uh, Mitch McConnell. That's oh, amazing. Boy, you whales. All right, I'm going to read a couple more, and All then right. maybe we'll wrap this fucker up. Oh, that was good. <coughs> well, we figured it out, ladies and germs. There is no Loch Ness. Loch Ness Monster is a whale dick. dick. All right. So, uh, Indian doctors warn against cow dung COVID cure. Mm. You had it with that. Company sells wet jeans that make you look like you couldn't find the toilet. No. Okay. That sounds Russian. Florida lizard breaks world poop record and it dies of constipation. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> I just think of the Geico thing. World poop record. Like, there's a, I didn't realize that oh, there's wow. a world. You want to know yeah, about it? Yeah, yeah, let's know about it. it world was, poop record. How big is a lizard? We're going to read about it. Right. it. Oh, maybe it's a body size. A greasy, sandy diet left in a northern curly-tailed lizard with a belly distended by a huge ball of unpassable poop. The mass was so large that it made up nearly 80% of the Jesus. animal's body weight. A record-breaking body-to-poop ratio. Body to poop ratio. 80% of your body's poop. Body-to-poop ratio, according to a Florida biologist. As the lizard gulped down insects and other small reptiles near the uh, pizza parlor in Cocoa Beach, Florida, it also swallowed particles of grease-soaked sand. Of course. Over time, the, the, the grains stuck together to form a lump that was too dense for the lizard to excrete, said... God, I was, like, I was like, there's got to be some human interaction. There's got to be oh, some... Oh, yeah, pizza. Yeah. Pizza sand. Of course. Yeah, p- fucking pizza grease sand yeah, yeah. killed this poor, like, yeah. poop-stuffed lizard. Ugh, that's just like... That's like seeing the polar bear floating on that one iceberg. You know? <laughs> like... uh, the Thanks, more humans. constipated the lizard... Uh, the more the, the constipated lizard ate, the bigger the poop mass grew, naturally... When live science editor-in-chief heard about it, she responded, dump everything and write. So this was a big story for live science, so. Poor guy. Poor old guy. That's sad. I didn't, we the, should have stopped at whale penises. Uh, we can finish it off with something good. Okay. Um, trout can become addicted to meth. I like the idea of that. All right, here we go. I have a few more we can... We can but I like the idea of the, just a fish being addicted to meth. So, uh, traces of methamphetamine and other illegal drugs that enter the waterways could find, could cause addiction in fish. Yeah, but is it could or they found fish that are addicted? Because I'd like to see a meth head fish. Uh, hold on, I'm getting... I'm because, getting, what? You blow it keep up? going, keep going. Because it makes, you know, sure, of course, any fucking opioid that goes into the ocean wave will make its way into an animal and the animal would react differently. That's obvious. You have a dick on your wall. Uh, no, that actually, that actually is a piece of wood sent to me from a tiny uh, whale penis. This is a piece of wood sent to me by my friend Jonathan Porter, who thought I should have a piece of wood that looked like a penis and balls. So yes, I mean, it really, it's like no, it, it was meant to be that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, recent laboratory experiments found that brown trout, a common fish in Eastern European rivers, hmm. dude. National History Museum is National History is fucking giving me the gas face. Um, oh, too many pop-ups? Yeah, they don't fucking like me. Yeah. Ugh, I'll try it one more time, and then we'll go on to something else. Uh, I'll try to read it fast. Uh, it's not letting me. Uh, oh, wait. Here oh. we go. No, you got screwed. Doesn't let, what, national, you got to pay for it. 
I'm not paying for it. Yeah, no, don't worry about I'm it. Not, so, all right, so yeah, don't, so fish you know, gonna so get addicted to meth. Addicted to meth. I thought they had found a fish that was addicted to meth, and I kind of, you know, you like had a name or something like that. All right, I'm going to give you a couple. I'm going to give you a couple that you choose from. Okay, mm. the last ones are: this chameleon may have the world's tiny, may be the world's tiniest reptile, but its genitals are huge. We already did big dicks. <laughs> Website seeking nap reviewers to get paid for sleeping. Companies sell wet jeans that make you look no, good. Uh, one, one in five men back themselves to beat a chimpanzee in a fight. Wait, what? All right, that's wait, wait, wait what is always a yes. So we're gonna end on we're gonna end on this one. <laughs> wait, what is is always Nico saying yeah, but yes? It's a chimpanzee. No one ever wins to a fight against a fucking ape. Well, one in people, uh, one in people believe they could. A one new survey, what? a new yeah. survey has found that twenty two percent of men could defeat a chimp. Panzee in combat with a similar number backing themselves to come out on top while wrestling legal, lethal king cobras. However, the male, the males would stand little chance against chimpanzees who are four times stronger than humans because they're denser muscle fiber. The animals are also surprisingly quick and aggressive. A chimp will go for your eyes so you can't see, then your hands so you can't fight back. People forget that chimps can bite and they are very fast. And they eat people's faces off. Do you remember... That shit that happened that girl a couple like, years ago. He ate her face off. That woman had a chimpanzee. Yeah. And she would, she would give it wine. Right. It was a house chimpanzee. <clears throat> Keep it in diapers. Yeah, yeah. Dress it up. Give it glasses of wine at night. Yeah. And it was like docile. I think he probably she probably gave it tranquilizers and shit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden. It was hiding in the fucking... No, a friend of hers came over with like a... Didn't, he didn't like her hair or he didn't like her the smell of her perfume. Yeah. And he went fucking berserk. Yeah. Chewed off her face, chewed off her fingers, yeah. ripped her fucking shit apart. Yeah. It just... I mean, just just destroyed her. Right, because I remember <clears throat> they were doing a facial reconstruction right. of her. Right. That was the news. Right. Because you read the news and it was like... Woman gets first face transplant after being her face being eaten yeah. by a chimpanzee. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's like, hi, I'm gonna have a pet tiger. Well, what happens? Well, it's gonna fucking eat you. And then we're like, oh my god, I can't believe it did that. Well, that would be a downward spiral right there. That's yeah, a pretty that downward. Pretty down, yeah. I mean, we we that that's part of the downward spiral. We'd always end on these horrible, horrible stories. Yeah, just imagine that. Can you imagine? Bit by bit. What was your favorite story? What was your favorite story? What was your favorite story? Uh, I had to digest. Um, I think the whale penis, because that, that solved two things. First, I, I didn't believe that a whale dick was that big, so you just had to Google it. And second, it, it, it got rid of that. that I, I've always wondered what that fucking was. Yeah. What definitely. Fuck, you know, Werner Herzog made an entire documentary about it. There ton. I mean, how come nobody just showed him a picture of a whale dick? I was like, here, dude, I'll, si I'll save you the fucking. But, but I mean, heartache. if you were like back in the 1800s <clears throat> or whatever, how? And obviously the whale's moving. Yeah. You know, if like you can say, okay, it was a fucking stick, and yeah, you're like, yeah. well, how come it's not moving? Right. But if you see and it's flopping around, kind of thing, a, and it's like a, 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 a whale gets into this b w water, flips over. And has this giant pig dong moving around yeah, in the yeah. water. You, all you see is the dick. Yeah, yeah. 
Of course you think it's a fucking dragon. But I just don't think enough people have seen an erect whale. No, no, I, that's the first time I ever yeah. saw one was the picture you sent me. I just, I didn't even assume they had penises. God, I just thought that and I had no idea. the internet is bad. It's a great place. It's, it, it would be impossible to prove otherwise back in the day you say, oh, look, what do you think that was, a dinosaur? No, maybe it was a whale penis. Well, what's a whale? You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like how, do, how would you even know? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, no, it's great. Because you know it, it 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 dissolved some theory and it, it, it yeah yeah from now on everybody ladies and germs from now on just Big ruin ruin dick. the story ruin everyone's story have you hey when you see your little nephew did you hear about Loch Ness monster you go yeah it's a whale dong whale dong yeah Jack that's the River, it whale dick whale dick yeah ever from now on anytime Area someone 51, you see whale dick <laughs> if you <laughs> see if you see anybody talking about Loch Ness monsters, yeah. whale penis. Uh, yeah, stop the nonsense. It's over. I think it's a great way to go out. And with that said, Nico. Yeah, I appreciate you being here. We're gonna get one more in before you're off on yeah. your big big show, yeah. maybe in a couple weeks, yeah, yeah. and then we're going to have some fun. Yeah, Nico Tavernisi, ladies and germs, yeah. one of my great friends. I love it when he comes in. I, I'll move mountains to have the downward spiral, the resurrection of the downward spiral. It's so much better now than when we used to do it. We gotta figure out a way to play some of the. Yeah, you might have to listen. Out. We gotta listen to him because some of them are bad. Yeah, some of them are bad. We we should listen to him. Figure out a way to play him. Maybe I'll take some. You know, we, we'll do a couple. Uh, if I want to take a couple holidays, I'll fucking you know pump in some old downward spiral All episodes. Right. And I'll put. I'll send. We'll. I'll oh post yeah. My Spotify link and then see if I get more than six people listening. Guys, I want you to listen and like the Spotify. It's fucking link. weird. You don't have to. We're going to. I'm going to put it in the show notes. I want you to follow Nico Tavernisi. He's just the fascinating, one of the most fascinating people I know. Great guy. I want you to go get your website squared away. akinteractive.com backslash full blast. Get yourself a website. Stop playing. Stop playing. And then get yourself some Axe Wax. Axe Wax. And then the next episode will be my business partner, Tony Ayatsi. What? Tony will be on. Tony um, And then we got we got uh, Ben Snoor and owner Kaglar coming back. We I fucked it all up the last time. Now they're coming back. We got a lot of good guests coming up. And I can't thank you all enough. This has been a lot of fun. And we will see you next week. Bye, Bye Nico. Later, man. The Full Blast Podcast is proudly sponsored by Axewax an all-natural, food-safe wax for coating your handles. It can be used on your axes, your knives, or even on your boots, with the full confidence that Axe Wax is safe and durable. Furthermore, if you use the promo code FULLBLAST10, you will get a special 10% discount on your order. So go to axewax.us and get yourself some of the most luxurious wax for waxing your axe. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network.